All right, listeners, welcome to episode 18 of the Moving the Chains podcast. This is Reek. I'm here with my co-host, Jake and Dane. How you fellas doing? I'm doing okay. Doing okay today. I'm doing all right. Not good, not bad. Just, I'm here. Both of your teams just won, and you both say you're just okay. I don't understand. I'm okay. Well, That's all well, I'm saying. Well, I mean, for a couple of reasons. I mean, one, the damn game last night didn't end until 12.15. My oh, alarm man. was off at 4.55 in the morning. So, needless to say, I'm, I'm tired as a motherfucker right now. But I'm making it. I'm making yeah. it. Let me just say I'm, I'm how confused. I was absolutely confused when I woke up. Because, okay, I was watching the game. And me, I'm like an old man. So, I kind of like dozed off, went to sleep. Woke up. <laughs> It was an overtime, and I was okay. And then I think it was fourth down. It was like three minutes left for the, and San Fran had the ball, and then they were about to kick a field goal. So I was like, okay, the game's over. I turned it off. I woke up. I, was going, I went right back to sleep after that. I woke up, and I was like, oh, let me see if my parlays hit. Of course they didn't. But I went on ESPN app, and – I was like, what the fuck? The Seahawks just won. And I was like, let me look at all like the the play by play and it shows like every drive how it how it happens or whatever. And then it said missed field goal. And I was like, wow. I can't believe I just missed the most dramatic ending. And on top of that, like it it, it was when time expired that Jason Myers hit the field goal. So I was pretty pissed that I missed that. But whatever. That was crazy. That was a great game yesterday, by the way. It was. <clears throat> as advertised. You know, what's funny about that game yesterday is that people said, oh, man, San Fran looks like they have one and done all over them. And that's not a team that looked like they were one and done to me. And you know what's even funny about that is I don't think people really paid attention to the amount of injuries this team has. Like they were losing guys left and right last night, and it still took what an almost tie game. The the, the, the Seahawks didn't win until it was double zeros on the clock. So yeah. like it's I'm just like this is this is a good team. I know Jimmy is still the weak spot, but that's a weak spot they can still win with. So exactly, and I, I think he's only going to get more comfortable as time goes. I mean, it's week ten, so you kind of want to see him a little better than he has been. But like considering the injuries, you know, Kittle was out. Emmanuel Sanders got hurt during the game, but Bourne stepped up. He made plays. He did drop a couple balls, but he still he had a touchdown. Um, you had Debo Wait, Samuel. Debo Samuel. Plays. Oh man! And you know that that one play at the end where uh, Shaquille Griffin had uh, basically jumped up and deflected the ball. Debo was wide open, and um, Jimmy actually underthrew him. That's the only reason why Griffin was able to get his hands on the ball because that could have been the game winner right there. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And then that running game is just—I love Kyle Shanahan, but like, I'm not saying that's like. My man crush, but that's my coach crush. Besides, besides Doug Peterson, probably. You still like Doug Peterson? I'm sorry about that. You know, y'all no, don't, fans don't, coach, man. Don't say that. Don't say that. I'm confusing, that. man. Because one moment is Doug. Doug's too much of a nice guy. Doug, you being a pussy. No, 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 no. That that's true. He is too much of a nice guy. But I'm just talking about like schematically. I, I and he's always been good at like making adjustments during the game. Like that's what I mean as far as like. I still love Doug Peterson, but I, I do believe he's soft, and that's 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 like probably the only um, thing I had to nitpick with him if I had to pick a flaw. 
But mm-hmm. other than that, I think he's a great coach. I mean, he won us a Super Bowl, so I can't really be mad at him that much. So, um, but yeah, Cal Shal- Shanahan is, is 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 awesome. Um, would you guys still say he's coach of the year at this point? I mean, like I said, I don't I don't think one game really makes or break these things for me. So I mean, he's still yeah, because you know what, Frank Reich is slowly falling out of that conversation for me. So I mean, I have no problem giving it to uh, uh, Kyle, especially as the moment going. Plus, plus it's also worth mentioning that these guys won four games last year and they've already doubled their total halfway through the season. So yeah. <laughs> It's been amazing to see. And it's also funny how, like, things work on a week-to-week basis because, like you had just said, Frank Wright was – I think that was your pick. That was my pick. Year. And they were 5-3 at the time. Yeah, they dropped two in a row, and now here we are. Like, it, it's crazy how things change on a week-to-week basis. You know, I know people will still have Russell Wilson as a front-runner for MVP, but now all of a sudden Lamar Jackson is just, like, shot right back up into the talks and, like – then but next you, week, whoever wins, like the if Deshaun Watson wins and that that um that I don't know what you call it matchup of quarterbacks, then he'll be right back up there. It's like it's, it's always going to switch. Every and and that's what's crazy play. to me. Like it shouldn't your opinion shouldn't be that flippant. You know, like yeah. you you should be able to just you know I made an opinion. I'm going to stick by it. And I mean, like you got to weather that the ups and downs of that. Cause some weeks you're going to look right. Some weeks you might look wrong, but are we judging opinions week by week? Or are we judging them based on the whole season? Cause I mean, then again, we make predictions about the season, right? Yeah. And so I would think that you should let these picks, you know, go over time, but it's, I, I just see people don't do that, but you know, even about Russell Wilson last night, he threw an interception speaking of picks, he threw a, a critical pick in the big situation. And, and fortunately, even you know what's amazing to me, he threw the pick, and then what do you see when they put the camera on him on the sideline? He's clapping his hands, he's getting everybody back hyped up. And I was just sitting there like, yo, these boys gonna win it. And it was yep. funny because before the kicker kicked his last field goal and um he he clanked it for the 49ers, I kept tweeting, he's gonna miss it. I kept retweeting it. I, I you know, it was just like I just kept retweeting my own tweet, like he's gonna miss it. And he sure enough did miss it. And it was just like, even besides his own miss, it was like Russ once again drove them right back up the field. You know, that play where they ruled him dead, even though he broke the sack, made it a third and 16, and what did he do on the next play? He broke the pocket for a scramble and threw the ball up the field to a no-name wide receiver who made a great play. Like, yeah. he went and got them yards back immediately. That's an MVP to me. Yeah. You know, the numbers are always cool. The numbers are always great. But he's literally giving you, you know, MVP moments on a week-to-week basis. It's not yeah. like his coaching doing him any favors. The defense played great last night. Are we going to count on a performance like that? Every week, I would Probably love not. for it to. But once again, Clowney's been in. Once again, you guys know I go hard for my game class. Clowney's been in the NFL since 2014, and that was his best game of his career last night. Yeah, that's not a bad thing, but I mean, at the same time, he's been in the league since 2014, so it's not like you know defensive coordinators are about to suddenly change everything they're doing to account accommodate for this new Clowney. It's like you're gonna have to keep doing it. Yeah. You know, but it was, but like I said, it, what what can you say? And like I told you guys on the podcast last week, I think Jake might have said it too. It was either Jake or you wanted to, but I said that you know if we're all picking him to be MVP, we got to trust that the MVP can win a game like this, and he sure enough did. You know, yeah. so yeah. he's firmly at the top of my MVP list, uh, at, at the top of my MVP standings. Oh yeah, same, same here, same here. I think I even said it on the pod on the pod that he was my favorite right now. Um, I would like to uh I would like to bring up one more thing though. So I, I was telling you guys about this while but when we were just talking before we started recording. Yeah. And so 
I've heard people, I'm not putting, you know, so I wouldn't necessarily put Dak in the MVP conversation because they're five and four. But I am, I will say, to me, he's playing MVP caliber football. But I think Sunday night, so basically the crux of this argument here, and this goes back to the beginning of the season, I want to say the Saints game, because you guys remember when they lost to the Saints and then Shannon Sharp was on Undisputed talking about, well, when Zeke gets 100 yards, the Cowboys are such and such. Compared to when Zeke doesn't have this, they're losing. You know what that means? When Zeke doesn't have a good game, Dak can't win it for him. That's the most basic, shitty-ass stat for any quarterback or whatever, because there's so many things depending into it. Now, mind you, with me saying this next statement, I'm a big running back fan. I love running backs. Running backs yeah. aren't dead to me. I think they're a very key part to the game. But let me ask you guys this, though. If you're winning a game, especially in the fourth quarter, what are you supposed to do when you're the team that's ahead? You're supposed to run the ball, right? Run the ball, yeah. So nine times out of ten, you're going to rack up a lot of yards. I think a better stat more so would be how many yards did you have by halftime? How many yards did you have up until this point? Like, if you're going to take a stat, really break that stat down. Because, you know, this guy right here was really trying to argue with me that why, if, if Dak was really their best player, why would they take the ball out of his hands? And to which I replied and asked him, how many teams in the NFL would keep Jason Garrett employed as long as they have? Like, this is not the coaching staff to to give credit to, you know? Yep. The Cowboys have four losses this season, if I'm correct, and three of them I would put on coaching. The, the Jets game, the Vikings yep. game, and the Saints game. Yep. The Packers game, they just went out and got the ass kicked. There, there's no way around that. Right. But it, it's just, and you know, to me, and it's like I was keeping in mind as we were arguing, it was like, okay, I know that he's an Eagles fan. We, we've, we've had conversations before, but I'm just like, come on. Now, this, it, I think to me, this was more or less about Dak than it is. It's just stop giving some of these coaches too much credit. It's not to say I know a lot of us are just fans and we're at home and we don't know as much as these guys technically do. But just because they know a lot doesn't mean they are genuinely that smart. Like, we know Bill Belichick knows the NFL handbook inside and out. We know he's an incredibly smart coach, and he coaches like it. But then you got a coach like, say, Andy Reid, who's a terrific offensive mastermind. But what's Andy Reid's biggest Achilles heel? His clock management. And it's always been that way for 20 years. These coaches don't know everything. They know a lot of stuff, but they don't know everything, man. And it's like, it just goes to the fact that I just can't get over Sunday night taking the ball out of his hands. You know, it's just, I'm... It's disappointing because now you got an up and down Cowboys team, and you know what? You guys play each other week sixteen, right? I'm gonna say you guys play week sixteen, and that's gonna be for the division. There's just it's not around it. You can't both be five and four at this weekend, and and then a game that happens two months, well, a month and a half from now, not basically be be for the division. I, I I've seen too much NFC East football in my lifetime to know how this shit goes. So, like, I would love for the Eagles to just like win out, and then the Dallas struggles, but. I know the truth. Like neither one of these teams are good enough to necessarily um, create a big gap between one another. Like it's be, it's gonna be some games where they they show out and they're like, oh man, this team looks great. Like I'll get into my pick later. But and then they're gonna come out in some games in which is like, what the hell was that? Like they're gonna win some games that you don't see coming, and then they're gonna lose some games that they're expected to win. Like, that's just the way that both of these teams are going to operate. And you've seen it with both teams. I mean, you've seen the Eagles lose to the Falcons. They lost to the Lions. Both games in which they probably should have won. And then you see, you know, the the Cowboys, they go out and they lose to the Jets. And they should have beat the Vikings on Sunday in Dallas. Like, so that's what I'm saying. Neither one of these teams can necessarily create a gap between one another. And 
I think it's just gonna be neck and neck all the way until week sixteen. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know what what Jason Garrett was doing. This is an Eagles fan speaking. I have no idea what Jason Garrett was doing. Of course, I was happy because it was like, okay, cool, that was lost. But I mean, Dak was on fire in that game, and it's just like, how can you even what? How can you even blame that loss on Dak? You know, I, I see, and, and and this is another reason why I completely hate quarterback wins and losses. I I hate that statistic. Like, it literally needs to be like thrown out forever because some games need context. Like, it simply is what it is. Like, it can be a, mm-hmm. a case in which a quarterback had a fantastic game and it just comes down to either the defense not making a play or the coach making a wrong call. Like it's, it's plenty of stuff like that. So yeah. Also just want to add to that too. Um, the Winston Dak debate at this point, it's kind of tiring. I see Eagles, Eagles fans and Dallas fans literally go back and forth about this every single week. If, if, if Eagles lose the Dallas fans get their turn, Cowboys lose, then, you know, Eagles fans get their turn. It's so tiring. I mean, both quarterbacks are really good, and let's just leave it at that. Like, as of right now, Dallas has more of a – Dallas fans have more of a a case than Eagles fans do, and that's just – it is what it is. Like, that's – like, numbers-wise, maybe you can look at Wentz in some areas, but as far as you're talking about head-to-head, I mean, Dak has to – he has the the upper edge in that, and I mean, like he's like this is be honest. I mean, he's played better this year. Now we can put context in that and say, you know, that some of our Eagles skill players aren't playing to up to, you know, their potential up to par. But and you know what, Sean? Uh, let me let me piggyback off of you right there because you know what? I want to take this argument a step further because Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, and Dak Prescott came into the NFL the exact same season. Am I correct? Correct. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and answer that for you, rhetorical. But Jared Goff didn't start right away. Carson Wentz, without preseason, he came right in. And I'm not going to lie, you guys played the Browns the first game that season, I believe, and he looked pretty good. Yeah. And then there was Dak, who completely just surprised everybody from that Seattle preseason game moving forward. Now, let's look at – let's add a little context to this because things have basically all evened out up until this point now. So Jared Goff starts off terribly under Jeff Fisher. You hire an offensive-minded coach. You bring in Sammy Watkins. You bring in Ronald Woods. Look what you have right here. Jared Goff suddenly turns things around. Went struggles yeah. his first season with turnovers and basically not having any real skill positions, as we all know. Next season, bring in a bunch of weapons. What happens? You guys win the Super Bowl. And now we're down here with the Cowboys, who finally you give, you know, once Amari Cooper was added to the Cowboys, you saw how much he really took off as a passer. You really saw yeah. how much that passing game as a whole took off. And then yeah. you look at what it's been this season, which I would definitely like to say uh, Randall Cobb, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup is a huge upgrade over Cole Beasley, Des Bryant, and Terrence Williams. For you know, sure. just like to think that. And so, like, I, and, and this is besides the fact with any quarterback, but especially these three right here, it's been proven time and time again that when you give a quarterback weapons, they're going to make something happen. You know what? We can, we, we've talked a lot of shit about Jared Goff these last few weeks, but I'm still going to at least give him enough credit to say that when he got some weapons around him, he started making some plays. When Carson Wentz got some weapons around him, he was damn near an MVP candidate. And so he, you know, towards ACL. Yeah. Dak Prescott gets the weapons around him. He makes plays. But 
the crazy thing to me is you never saw Ty, you know, and I know we just I'm I just keep going back to this point and I'll let it go eventually though, but you just didn't see uh their coaches taking the ball out of their hands in key moments. You know, you yeah. just didn't see that. So for what it's worth, Twitter person that I was arguing with, I don't <laughs> I can't tell you how many coaches would take the ball out of their not only their best player hands, but somebody that's having an MVP caliber, you know, season. I wouldn't I don't I can't tell you how many people would do that. But here we are. It's the Cowboys, the same team. You guys believe that Jason Garrett has what? He's outlasted Tony Romo, DeMarcus, uh, not DeMarcus Murray, uh, DeMarco Murray. Who was the defensive, um, who was the um, the defensive end that used to play for them? His name uh, is escaping my mind right now. It wasn't Doomerville. It was um, DeMarcus Ware. DeMarcus Ware. DeMarcus Ware. He, he outlasted, he's outlasted all of these people. And he's it's, still it's, here it's with ridiculous. nothing to show for it. Right. It's like Marvin Marvin Lewis levels of thievery. Like I I, I just don't get it. Now, granted, we know why. Uh, we know why Jason Garrett has a job. He's basically his whipping boy. You know, yeah. he'll, he'll he'll do what he got to do. He'll take the blows to the public. I mean, how many how many owners in the NFL really have their own press conference immediately after the game? Oh uh, well, you know, uh, Mike Zimmer had a good defense. He did some good things over there. Uh, you know, and apparently they knew that Zeke wasn't going to like. I, he's saying everything he's saying is completely right, but why are you the one to say it? I was just sitting there watching him do it. I'm like, I was, I didn't heard you talk before I heard Dak Prescott talk. I still ain't heard Jason Garrett talk since the end of that game. Yeah, but I heard Jason talk right afterwards, though. But yeah, Cowboys, good or not, it's a clusterfuck of a franchise. So, Ugh. you would have to, you would have to believe, especially if they don't win the NFC East and don't make the playoffs, that he has to go at this point. Like, I don't know how it's even took this long. Like, how many years of mediocrity can you take? Like, being 8-8, eight 7-9, and, eight, seven and nine, like, that's ridiculous. I know last year they did pretty good. They won the division. And I know Dak's rookie year, they went 13-3. and three. But outside of that, really, like, he doesn't have much of a resume to go off of. Like, at one point, you have to be like, you know what? He's not going to get us to the promised land. And, I I mean, we know you, you just completely hit the nail on the head as of why he's still there. But it's like, man, like, can you – actually tolerate that for that long it's crazy it's crazy how jason garrett is like one of the longest tenured coaches as of right now and he has done nothing like absolutely nothing but yeah it's it's amazing as an eagles fan i love for him to stay because keep him as mediocre as possible for me but switching gears um before i get into uh before I get into, you know, week 11 and start talking about week 11 picks, can we talk about the AFC? I mean, the AFC looks loaded. Like, it's it's crazy. that They're going to kill each other just to get those final two wild card spots. And also, as far as playoff seeding goes, like, that's going to be really interesting as well because as of right now, I think it would be the Ravens, but if the Texans win, then there's a gap created. And if, if the Patriots win Sunday, the nation, well, I can say shoot back into that because the Ravens are quietly like 8-1. That's crazy. But, yeah, the AFC is crazy. And then you have the Raiders. The Raiders are still like under, under, under the radar. And they have coming up. Hold on. Let me go to their schedule. I know it's going to be pretty easy. They have the Bengals. They have the Jets. And then they, I mean, and then the matchup with the Chiefs is going to be huge because they're only a half a game behind the Chiefs as of right now. So, mm-hmm. man, it's 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 crazy. And then you look and at co- the 
I was going to say conversely. Oh, actually, before you get to the Steelers, conversely, look at the team that's been slated into that five spot for about the last month, the Buffalo Bills. Let's look at their schedule real quick. Moving forward, they play the Dolphins again on Sunday. Then they have the Broncos, which should be some pretty winnable games. But then they hit a four-game stretch where they have the Cowboys, you know, in Dallas. Well, yeah, wherever the Cowboys Stadium is. They have the Ravens at home. Then they go to Pittsburgh. And then they go back to Foxborough. And then they close the season with the Jets. So, I don't know, fellas. I'm starting to feel like the Bills might actually be the one to miss the playoffs. And it's crazy because as I was reading that schedule, I said, wow. We said all that about how easy it was going to be coming up. And, like, while the Broncos and Dolphins should be winnable games, you see what the Bills just did against the Browns. And... I mean, let's. I mean, even week seventeen against the Jets, they always play like the Jets always play the Bills really close. Like I think week one was seven. Yeah, it was seventeen sixteen. Like and things changed once. Um, when CJ Mosley got hurt, that was when the game actually changed altogether. I mean, not that Sam Darnold was ever doing much of anything the entire game anyway, but when CJ Mosley went out, that defense just really fell apart, and yeah. that was the reason why Buffalo was able to win that game, and so. And I want you guys to also keep in mind, as you know, you're an Eagles fan, as you found out when you guys played, what was the reason? Well, well not what was the reason, but how did you guys beat them? By running the ball. Running Look at the, the ball, teams yeah. they're going to be playing against. The, the Broncos can run the ball. The Cowboys yep. can run the ball. The Ravens yep. can run the ball. The yep. Steelers cannot do shit. The Patriots can <laughs> run the ball. So it's like you got, you, got a, you got a good chunk of teams right there that can run the ball. They can also pass. So it's like, ooh, Buffalo? Yeah. Hey. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Man, it, it's it's crazy. And then another team I want to talk about that you just mentioned was the Steelers. I mean, they have Cleveland coming up. I don't know what which route that goes. I would say the Steelers as of right now, but we never know. I was confident enough to pick the Rams. I, I have uh, pick pick them against the Rams. I have no reason to not pick them against the Browns. But Browns are a really just weird team. And I if they get a hot streak, then who knows. At three and six right now, and anything can happen. Um, but after that, I mean, they have the they have the Bengals, they have the Browns again, then they have the Cardinals, then they play the Bills, then they play the Jets, then they play the Ravens, and just the way that the Steelers, you know, just the way that they're coached, I don't know, man. I I can see them being the six seed. I can one hundred percent see them being the six seed. They can split with the Browns, beat the Bengals. I think they should beat the Cardinals. I think and like I said, and, and we still take it back to the the Baltimore Pittsburgh matchup back in what was that like week four, I believe. Yeah, that was a game that once again they lost in overtime when Juju Mick fumbled, whatever uh, Schuster, whatever that shit is. When he fumbled <laughs> the ball, he fumbled the ball in um overtime, basically gave it to him in the game winning position. And of course, you had a few fluky calls in the game as well, but they match up really well. It's yeah. like. They're able to. You got a team that's able to stop the run, and you know what? We're 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 years past having guys like Lawrence Timmons and John Bostick and whoever the hell else these slow motherfuckers were in the middle. Like we have speed now, <laughs> so that was one thing that you know. I know everybody saw the picture of uh, Lamar Jackson stiff arm and T.J. Watt. What a play of him stiff arm and T.J. Watt. But yeah. They pretty much held Lamar in check. He didn't really have any. I mean, he had some back breaking plays, like like as far as like hey. Third and seven, he gets 10 yards, plays like that. But it was never any highlight real plays. It wasn't really any, like, I'm going to take over and just dominate this game. He just made the plays that he had to, and Juju fumbled the ball like he always does. So 
the Ravens, that's still a winnable game. Now, personally, me, I feel like they'll probably have two more losses down the road. I feel like they're going to split with the Browns, and any other game is really a toss-up for me. But it's 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 interesting, you know. And to me, like I've said before, and I told, and I'm being very transparent here. Do I care whether we make the playoffs or not? Not as much as I care about. This is just being real. Not as much as I care about Mike Tomlin not having the losing season. Look, man, yeah. I don't think this 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 team, this is a very good defense, and we still have to see what this defense does down the stretch, but I don't think this defense is going to carry us to a Super Bowl this year. So as far as I'm concerned, hey, get my coach above 500, at least the 500. Just, yeah, he's never had a losing season. Let's not start this year. You know, he's not going to win coach of the year because we know how that award works. If you got a 15-1 a and one, Kyle Shanahan, a 14-2 Kyle Shanahan, they're not going to care about a 9-7 Mike Tomlin that won a Sunday night football game with Duck Hodges. They're not going to care about that shit. But even though you got like the 30th-ranked passing offense and 28th-ranked rushing offense, they should care about things like that because you're still sustaining drives and shit. But somehow, someway, I don't know, man. But the AFC is going to be really interesting down the road, and I'm positive the Colts aren't going to make it. I'm just actually, They actually fell out of the playoffs race already because the two teams – that are in contention with them, the Raiders and the Steelers, they both yeah. beat them already. Yeah. So where do you go from here? And Lord knows, don't let the Dolphins continue this hot streak because then the Dolphins beat the Colts too. So then, shit, that's another person to knock them out. But I know I'm getting ahead of myself. We're not banking on that actually happening. But I know we're just completely looking ahead, but I'm also looking at the Ravens schedule. I mean, they have the Texans coming up. They're at the Rams. They play the 49ers. They're at the Bills. They should beat the Jets. They played the Browns, who they already lost to, and then they played the Steelers Week 17. Uh, this AFC playoff That's race tough. is going to be really, That's really, really tough. tough. It's going to be crazy. Like, I know we're just looking ahead and this, this, that, and the third, but, man, it's really exciting to see the competition level. Like, I'm not going to say it's like an even playing field, but a lot of these teams – are very beatable. Like, it's going to be, like, a lot of parity, I feel like, coming up in the next seven or so weeks. And that will lead us into week 11. Um, Let me pull up the schedule right now. And let's go. Uh, On Thursday night, we have the Steelers at the Browns. Dane, I'll kick it to you. All right, so I don't know if you guys had a chance to check out any of, uh, you know, the Browns highlights or anything, but they managed to make Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb work. You know, yeah. Kareem Hunt, he didn't necessarily get the carries, but he was definitely a big addition for them out the backfield in the passing game. Yeah. And the fact that somehow they managed to make it work, it doesn't, it's not a cause of concern for me, though, but I do look forward to seeing the evolution of that, even if it's against us, you know. It's like I, like I was just saying in the last segment was that, I'm convinced these two are going to split this year. Now, weirdly enough, the Steelers of old would definitely lose this game this week just off the simple fact that, oh, shit, the national the national media has finally caught up to us. They realize that we're playing good football, and they usually lay an egg. You know, it doesn't <laughs> help that it's in prime time, you know. I've seen the Steelers come out and, you know, Big Ben throw 12 touchdowns in two weeks, and then they score, like, nine points against the Michael Vick-led New York Jets. So this this is things <laughs> that have happened within the last five years. But this is still the game that the Browns won, but that was not a victory that inspired confidence, not in the least bit. When yeah. you have first and goal and you run at the one, and you run eight plays, 
and you scored not now one touchdown, not now one field goal, nothing. A, not, also, like, a, a pitch at the one-yard line is crazy on fourth down. Like, that. that's one of the dumbest plays I've ever – that's one of the dumbest play calls I've ever seen. Like, Freddie Kitchens is literally, like he's, – he's not it. I know it's year one, but, like, pl- like, play calls like that just show, like, what he's capable of. And he's capable of nothing. <laughs> like, it's exactly. crazy. You know, and even these these Odell targets, Odell got targeted some, and he still didn't. It just wasn't there. He had, like, five catches for, what, 50-something yards? And then you got Jarvis Landry on the other side talking about he's feeling disrespected because other teams are double-covering Odell and leaving him one-on-one. Man, if you don't shut up and get them damn free yards, right. I'm not the biggest Jarvis Landry fan in the world, but Jarvis Landry is good enough that you probably – you, you, you're not going to leave him one-on-one unless you have to. And, yes, I'm going to cover Odell two times more than I'm going to cover you each time. So it was yeah. like, if you just don't shut up and make plays, which is what he did, all right? That's what he went out there and he made plays, and they finally won the game. So I get all that, and I love his physicality. Like, I think this is going to be a physical game Thursday, you guys. I do. Yeah. You know, 100%. I look I, I look forward. I look forward to just – our DBs going back and forth with their receivers, really just like the, the trash talk. And I'm not really expecting the passing game of them to do much because they didn't do much on Sunday. And I don't know if our – I'd venture to say that our secondary is just as good as Buffalo. We might not have a Tredavious White, but we got a Minka Fitzpatrick. So yeah. I'll take that. But um, as far as my pick goes, you guys know that I'm going to pick the Steelers. And to be honest, I – I don't – the only reason this game will be close is because we have a Mason Rudolph at quarterback. And what's funny about Mason is that Mason actually played a good game on Sunday, but the wide receivers kept dropping the ball. The wide receivers yeah. and the tight ends kept dropping the ball left and right. So hopefully one of these games these guys can all get on the same page. You know, you got a guy like James Washington who the last three weeks, he's been our number one. Three weeks before that, it was Deontay Johnson. I, yeah. I joke said on Twitter the other day, I think Juju Smith-Schuster is our wide receiver three. And I don't even mean that as disrespect. But I'm telling you guys right now, Deontay Johnson is a young Antonio Brown. And that yeah. was what they drafted him for, and that's what he's been doing. You know, his route running has still been the same from college to the NFL. He's making plays. And then you got James Washington, who's just big-ass country boy. He's physical. He runs through <laughs> tackles. Sometimes he's like a running back out there when he got the ball in his hands. Now, yeah. if I'm with a running back, too. But you got all these guys. And then you got Juju, who's probably somewhere doing the floss on the sideline or some shit. But yeah. still going to take the Steelers in this one. Um, I'm I'm, I'm going to keep this at about 24 to 15. Brown okay. field goals. Um, I'm going to take the Steelers as well. Like I said, at this point, I know Mason Rudolph is and all that. And what's what's weird about Mason Rudolph is that coming out of college, he threw the ball down the field a lot, and now he's like a Deacon Duck quarterback. So that's kind of weird to see from Mason Rudolph. But I mean, whatever. Maybe as time goes by, yeah, I think I think they they put the fear of God in him because he must be scared of just throwing turnovers. He had a yeah. nice look. Turnover, I mean, a touchdown to interception ratio in the season, but that man is—he just seems scared to throw the ball down the field, you know. It's, and we'll never know crazy for him, but I think it's him. Yeah, yeah, it, it's so it's so crazy. I don't know what's happened to him, but I mean, I, I think he'll still do enough. Baker Mayfield, even though he had the game-winning uh, touchdown last week, I, I don't care. Like, I'm I'm not putting very much stock into that. 
Um, the Browns are very well capable of making a run with the talent that they have, but Freddie Kitchens, like I just said, is not a good coach, and I think that they're going to fall flat in this game at home on national television. It's just bound to happen. Um, Baker Mayfield probably sh- shaves half of his mustache or something like that in this after this game. And yeah, I have the Steelers winning uh, twenty to seven actually. Jake, <clears throat> sorry about that. Um, Jake is caught up in the heat game almost. No, no it is no, time no. for the heat game. It's it's actually not on right now. It's uh, they're no. actually honoring some military veterans from Veterans Day yesterday, so they're it's actually oh. not on right now. But. Uh, no, I was just kind of kind of lost. I was actually going to Chicago next week, and I'm trying to look at Heat Bulls tickets while I'm there. Anyway, oh, man. yes. So uh, regarding football, sorry about that. <laughs> um, so every team, I think, has like a random game or you know, random game or two each year where you kind of look at the schedule after the game's over, and you're kind of like, how do we win that game? And it's not necessarily an anomaly, or like I guess I wouldn't call it a fluke, but it's definitely one of those two with the Browns. Because the Browns don't have any fluidity on offense. Freddie Kitchens has proven once again he's not the type of coach that the Cleveland needs for this thing to turn around. And, you know, for that sole reason, I just don't think Cleveland has a direction at this moment. Like, yeah, they're three and six. Yeah, they can make things happen because, you know, they've they've got the players, they've got the talent. But, like, it all comes down to execution. And if you're not executing through nine games, I don't think you're going to turn it around anytime soon. So, with that being said, um, but it's a Thursday night game, you know, I mean, you travel on Monday, you know, to, you know, I'm sorry, you travel on Monday back to your home state or your home state, you know, Tuesday's an off day, Wednesday, live practice, hardly even a walkthrough Thursday, you go play football. That's not really a lot of time to prepare or even like really get ready for a game. I don't think Thursday game should even be a thing for one, but it's just one of those things where like Cleveland is not the type of team to just come off, you know, a couple days rest and just go play another football game and winning football at that. So uh, for the reason being, Freddie Kitchens is just not doing anything to help this team. And Mike Tomlin is keeping this team unified. And after an 0-3 start, they bounced back to 5-4. and You know, they got Minka Fitzpatrick. They showed that they can fight. They showed that they can win football games. I just think the Steelers have more direction. And they've got simply more weapons at this moment because Baker Mayfield has been arguably the worst quarterback in the league this year. And Odell Beckham has just been a you know pedestrian. Uh, John Brown has comparable numbers to uh, Odell Beckham this year, if you really look Smoky. at it. Yes. So that is uh, that is an interesting thing right there. But as far as Thursday night game is concerned, uh, I just think the Steelers. Okay. We all picked the Steelers. Did we do that last week or no? Picking the Steelers? No, I think I think we picked. I think I picked the Rams. I don't yeah, remember. I, I, yeah, I picked the Steelers. I know I picked the Steelers. Yeah. So. All right, and this totally this has nothing to do with nothing. But I was about to take a shot. And somebody poured a bunch of wine in a big ass pint of like a big ass handle of crown. And so I went to start pouring it. I'm like, why is this crown red? I'm like, oh shit, this is wine. I don't want this shit. I'm sorry, I was just really disappointed. I need to share that with somebody. <laughs> wow. We'd get kicked off the air so quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, nah, you can talk great. about these. Nah, we yeah. we had a whole beer conversation. We'd be yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah it would be all right. To be fair, we're not working for ESPN at the moment, so we can kind of be ourselves. So, <laughs> I mean, they even do it sometimes with ESPN too. Like, yeah. look, man, I, I heard Pablo talking about cheeks. 
on yeah, um, how yeah. doing the day. So. Highly, <laughs> bro, highly questionable is highly questionable. That's yeah. literally like I'm not lie. It's like bizarre so show. Yeah, it's not even sports half the time. It's just. I don't even watching YouTube videos and they're just like, hey, what the hell is this? Like a dude like falls on snow or breaks his back on ice and they're just like, oh, yeah. oh, oh. I'm like, what the? Like these guys are employed by ESPN and like there's people like us that actually know what they're talking about and they're not. Like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> weird to me. It's weird. It's not even sports, so. But whatever. Is, it is crazy. But it is. Moving into our, our, our 1 p.m. start time matchups on Sunday. We have the Cowboys at the Lions. I'm not putting much time into this. Cowboys are winning. Jeff yeah, Jeff Driscoll's playing again, so I'm just going to go Cowboys. Cowboys look pretty good at, uh, against Minnesota. I know they lost, but they still fought, and, you know, they played a decent team, and it's not the Lions, so definitely uh, definitely Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going to rock with I would like to, you know, point this out that Jeff Driscoll apparently knows how to find Kenny Galladay, and sometimes this, that might just be all that you need to do. So I would definitely like to say the Cowboys secondary is on watch for Kenny Galladay because he's a big physical ass receiver. And I could definitely see him just making that secondary look silly. I, I kid you not, you guys. It don't Jeff Driscoll doesn't have to be good to oh, find yeah. for sure. Yeah. You know, I know Jake Allen Robinson, Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles, you know, had he threw he spent his time throwing to Allen Robinson. Christian Hackenberg threw to Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson was still good. Kenny Galladay is one of them type of receivers, though. So oh, yeah. that's going to be the big matchup for me to watch on Sunday. But the Cowboys should easily win this one. He, he has eight receiving touchdowns this year for a reason. I'm pretty sure that leads the NFL. If not, it's tied. It was tied coming into Week 10. I'm not sure if, where he stands now. But he had uh, seven coming in. Now he has eight. So, I mean, he has eight for a reason. So, yeah, he's a pretty yeah. good guy. For sure. Our next matchup, we have Nick Foles being back. Mm-hmm. And we have the Jags for him. At, at the Colts in a game in which Jacoby Brissett should be back. I would like to I would like to think he'd be back. But who you guys got? Is it in Indianapolis? It's in Indianapolis. Okay. Uh, man. See, there's so many ways you can spin this, and I don't think any way you'd spin it would be incorrect because you can sit here and you know say, like, hey, Nick Foles is gonna be a little rusty coming back into game action after, you know, ten weeks of you know being off of football but you could also say Nick Foles has been ready for this you could also say Jacoby Brissett's gonna be rusty because he's coming back from an injury so I think it's just one of those things where you don't really have an idea and both teams are pretty similar as far as you know power you know how they operate as on offense um man because I mean these teams are really similar because they've got one I'm pretty solid receiver you know T.Y. and then you know DJ Charks had a really good year for but see and, and to that point right there though they don't have any speed right now. T.Y.'s been hurt. And if you look at if you watch them the last few weeks, this team is slow on offense. There's there's it's, there's nothing there. And that's why personally I feel like this is a terrible matchup for them against the Jaguars. Yeah. And personally, I hope that Jacoby plays because Jacoby, as we learn, as we know now, he's more than a quarterback that just doesn't like not make mistakes. That was a double negative. He's more than a quarterback that just doesn't make mistakes. He's a quarterback that can go out there and win games for them. And that's their best shot. But I'd have to just roll with the Jaguars because I don't think they have that speed to match up. And I'm not sure what the cornerback situation is looking like. I'm not sure if the Colts cornerbacks are all healthy and together. And that might be an issue. But I would like to shout out Darius Leonard because he's been playing out of his mind again. Oh, yeah. You know, he had a great game again last week. And that, that, that man is a dog. You got, you got, 
two pretty good young linebackers to me. I still think Miles Jack is pretty good. I'm not oh yeah sure, sure. what the yeah. the national perception of him is. I still think he's pretty good. But I'm I feel like this is gonna be an ugly game because and of the rush from both quarterbacks. Team lost Telvin Smith at the beginning of the year too. So I mean that defense definitely took a step back as well. Oh yeah. I mean that was Telvin Smith was just saying, hey, I need a year. I'm hopefully yeah. we find out what happened one day, but he was just like, hey, I I, I need a season. I'll be back. Because so he don't, don't get it wrong, he was he was probably a top five right outside linebacker in the league for a little bit there. Uh, so oh, definitely, because he's had the, he's had the potential since day one. He just had to put it together, and when them guys all put it together, they did it at the same time. Yeah. So defense was scary that one year for one year. <laughs> one year, and yeah. actually, um, I know we're gonna we'll, we'll probably have a chance to get into this later because, of course, they're the Sunday night game. But I'm gonna pose this question to you now: Was that Jalen Ramsey trade? worth it because i tell you this i can't tell you guys the last time that jalen ramsey made a play not i'm not saying as far as like i'm not saying he's getting the you know curve, what? although he's not having a good year but i can't tell you guys the last time he made a game changing play i'm not just talking about a regular interception on like first and seven in the first quarter i to mean fair, a game changing play so it's almost good that we don't hear oh no he, he's been getting targeted no, 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 this no, year no, no. no yeah, he's, he's getting targeted this year bro he's beginning to attack i've yeah i've seen somebody retweet something it was me. He's giving up. I, I can't. Re- yeah. yeah, I can't remember exactly, but I do know that the one number that stuck out to me is that when he's targeted in coverage, he's giving up a 117 passer rating. No, he's that's, having that's, that's as of, as of late, but like you know, in his career, teams stopped going at him for a long ass time because he's no, 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 no. We, we're talking about the trade was worth it. Like we're talking about like right now, like with the as way of right now with the Rams, with the Rams, yeah. Oh. I mean, it has it's, it's just right now. I think it's too early to say he's an all-star cornerback. He's 24 years old. I think judging him off three games on a new team and a new system is a little premature. It doesn't. That's but not the, the question. Point. To the question that I just asked, man. Because you're asking if it was worth it. And the no, 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 no. Is, no, my question was. When was the last time Jalen Ramsey made a game-changing play? And I'm genuinely asking that oh, question. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not and sure. I thought you were saying if it's worth it. I mean. I, I, it feeds into each other, man. It's like, look, we know, and like we're like I said, we could get back into this again later with the Rams because it's the Sunday night game. But they traded away so many picks for people they don't have anymore, or people like Jared Goff or Jalen Ramsey. How do you get better around it? And like I said, we'll get back into it later. I don't want to stray off subject too badly though. But to me, I don't think the trade was worth it. You know, I, I just, I just don't. I don't. He's not going to be the player to put your team over the hump. You know, he's just not. And we've seen that. In th- I just, and that's not even to say that he's been getting abused in three games, because even if you take out the Julio stats, his numbers are decent, though. But I just don't see the trade being worth it. I don't. This, all, this team has too many problems. Too many problems, man. You know what? I'm, 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 I'm not mad at that opinion at all. I'm, I'm not. Um, I don't, Yeah, like, I don't, you know, as far as him, you know, being, a, uh, you know, attacked as far as, like, him giving up yards and stuff like that. I think that's something that can be fixed. I don't think he's like all of a sudden got traded to LA and he sucks now. So that's not the problem. The problem is like he's like as of right now, like I don't think that's putting you over the hump. And you don't have any picks. And your offensive line is your biggest problem right now. And it's not like you can like stockpile draft picks as of right now to go draft an offensive lineman or like and then you got all this money that you have to pay out, and you can't go in free agency and like go go pay big money for a big time offensive lineman either. So that team, 
I don't know. The way it's constructed, it's a win-now team, but can you actually win now with Jared Goff? Like, that's what the main problem is right now. And in that regard, no, it's not worth it. The player, the player, let's say the player is worth it, but the Rams probably shouldn't have been the team to trade for him. Exactly. To put it to put it like that. The Rams probably shouldn't have been the team to trade for him because that's not gonna do it's not gonna move the needle by any means, and it hasn't. They're still losing games. Like I mean, I know they beat the Falcons who are aren't really good, and they beat the Bengals that aren't really good. But as of right now, like I don't know. <laughs> We'll Man. see. It's it's really it's really premature. It's really young as of right now. But giving up two first round picks, and I think they gave up an extra pick. I don't know. I don't know. I I have no idea. But I I definitely get both of you guys' points. So I will say that. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, by the way, I'm I'm also picking the Jags in this game. Like you guys said, like T Y Hill or T Y Hilton isn't playing. They have. It's like they should have speed because, like, where's Paris Campbell? Like, they're relying on, like, Pascal right now. And then, like, Doyle and Ebron, who are, like, Ebron's, like, I'm not going to say he's falling off a cliff, but he's, we already knew he was going to regress, and he has for sure. This no, he, he fell off a cliff. He fell off a cliff. Uh, hey, that 15, not, hey that, that 15 touchdowns he, was an anomaly last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, had, year, he's had a really, really what, bad year. I'm not saying it's a really, really bad year, but. Compared to last year, absolutely it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, compared to last year, but when your expectation was that he was going to regress anyways, it's not like, like in that regard, he hasn't really fallen off the cliff because it's something we've all seen coming. Like, we we knew he wasn't going to touch 15 touchdowns again. No. So, yeah, that's all I mean. But, like, that team just doesn't have enough, even with Jacoby Brissett. I know he'll keep the game competitive as much as he can, but also Rocky Sin got hurt in the last game. I don't know his health. As far as Sunday, but I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm gonna go BDN for any. I'm not gonna say what the acronym is for BDN. <laughs> and see, that's another thing about ESPN. Pablo says this on highly questionable all the time. <laughs> he calls him BDN. It, it just, come, I'm just like, wow. That's what I say, man. Just you know, loosen up. We have fun. That's it, man. That's that's all. Yeah. That's all we can do is just have fun, not be too over the line. Because I mean, hey. I, I might say that in tweets, but I've definitely never physically had them words come out of my mouth. I don't think I might be wrong, and somebody would definitely tell me if I am. But I've never physically said them words. So I was just like, hey, <laughs> it's a cool nickname, though. But hey, yeah. Fun yeah. fact about that I actually bought a t shirt that has the actual like saying on it. <laughs> and, like, uh, you know, it's an I throughout the entire shirt. Yeah. Well, it's not really an eye. The ruler is actually taking place of the eye. So yeah, it's 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 crazy. Never worn it out in public, of course, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a funny shirt. It's a funny shirt. I had to because they beat the Bears last year. But sorry, sorry, Jake. Anyways, um, mm. our <laughs> next matchup, we have the Bills against like the hottest team in the league, the Miami Dolphins. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. Who would have thought, like, three weeks ago, like, this would ever come about? Like, Dolphins are beating teams. Well, guess what, though? Guess what, though? I'm taking the Dolphins again because oh the Dolphins almost beat their ass the first time. Dolphins yeah. almost beat their ass the first time. And I, I want to say that's the game that uh, Micah Hyde returned the onside kick for a touchdown. 
which that play is still crazy. But I'm taking the Dolphins in this one. They're playing at home. You don't put in Ryan Fitzpatrick if you actually want to tank because his ass is going to try. All right. There's no pressure on him at all. This man's supposed to be bad this year just so they don't have no picks. So, of course, he's going to overperform. It's not like the Jets making him a starter. It's not like, oh, shit, I got a Jameis Winston or somebody important behind me. It's only Josh Rosen. He ain't ever going to be nothing. So, nah, I'm taking Fitzpatrick. He's just going out there and having fun, man. It don't matter if it's ugly. It don't matter if it's pretty. He's making it happen. I am taking the Dolphins to get this one. The Bills slide continues this week. Man, I'm not mad at that pick. (laughs) I'm going with the Bills. Okay, okay. I think they get it. I think I think I think they get it back on track. I think they've kind of like slid. You know, they kind of realized their identity again after a couple losses. I think they won't beat the loose the Dolphins. The Dolphins are too bad. But what is their identity, though? Well, I'm sorry. What was that? What is their identity? The Bills, like as far as offense or the team or what exactly? Just just as a team, like. Well, they need to get back to doing what they did well. And that's, you know, they were running the ball well with Devin Singletary. They had a nice little committee there. And then Josh Allen wasn't turning the ball over, you know, making mistakes. But at this time, like, you know, that has completely gone just awry. And their offense is stagnant. And they're not really doing the same things that they were, you know, when they had a good record early on in the year. Okay. I'm, you know what, I, I'm going to take the Bills as well. However, I'm, if I'm, for all you gamblers out there, I would take the plus 5.5 points. I think it's going to be somewhere along the lines of like 20 to 13 or like 24, 20. I don't, I don't think they cover the full, well, technically six points. So yeah, take the bills, but with caution, because I can see the Dolphins winning this game as well, for sure. Um, our next matchup, we have the Vikings at home against the Broncos. Brandon Allen's like one of the hottest quarterbacks. Like Vikings. The Vikings. Vikings. The Vikings. I, don't, I don't want to discuss right. that. I don't even want to That's talk about Brandon game. Allen, man. Man, That's I tried to game. like I tried to I need the Broncos game as much to win, as I could. Though. I need them to win. They're, they're not going to. Shut they, up they, and let me they, believe they, they beat the win. Browns and the Browns just suck. Like it is what it is. Well, it is what the, it is. The, the Broncos are winning on Sunday. <laughs> For that they're gonna lose by like thirty. Yeah, I know. <laughs> go Vikings. There we go. Yo, I jinxed uh, it. 11 points. They are 11-point favorites. I, I wouldn't touch that game. I'm, I'm not. There's no way I would touch that game. Well, I might. I might touch that game. I don't know. Anyways, um, wow. This is a weird slate of games. Um, we have the Saints at the Bucks. <laughs> this is a crazy game. <laughs> Can I, can I just say Saints? Like, I don't even want to. Hey, but guess what? Uh, no, no, no. Jameis, I'm not that quick Jameis to say. going to have a good game, and I think he's going to, like, you know, throw the fucking life on the ball. But at the end of the day, I think the Saints win, so. You know what's funny about this, though, is that the, the, the Saints have struggled in Tampa Bay, especially a whole lot since 2014. Drew Brees has had this, more of his down games have been – in Tampa, and it's like we, we see them squeak out wins. You know what's funny? Uh, 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 Jameis Winston, he beat them his rookie year. We know he beat them there last year. And it, 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 he usually, this is a team that he can give problems. And now I also want to piggyback off of that real quick. So you guys know Vernon Hargraves got released today. He was their 2016 first-round pick, I believe. Yeah. And do you guys remember this 2016 draft for them at all? 
Do you remember where they took a kicker high? You remember Carlos Aguayo? Right. Yeah, from Florida. Florida. Aguayo, Aguayo, Aguayo. Yeah. Uh, Man. Noah Spence. You guys realize there are Former no Bears. 2016 draft picks left on that team. That oh. draft, you know, the draft that had Carson Wentz, the draft that had, uh, I want to say TJ Watt was in that draft. All these guys that were in there, oh, he might have been in the next one. I don't know. Audie Burns, my fault. Oh, Audie Burns was in that draft. Damn. Oh, but you know, man. the draft had a lot of good players at the top. And they asked, it took Vernon Hargraves and they cut him a few years. And they, and they said that they cut him because um, there was a specific play on Sunday. I want to say that's where Andy Isabella caught the ball over the middle. And it, it, it went a whole lot longer than what it should have. And they said that he did not give enough effort on that play and they were tired of it. Well, I looked at that play. And I was he like, just needs some Bears culture. He can no, replace it, Prince it, it just, like He got his ankles broke. Like, I don't think that had anything to do with bad effort. Because I, number 21, whoever that was, they had a better angle. And they did look a lot worse as far as effort-wise than Vernon Hargreaves did. Like, that's why I was like, was that a really bad effort? Or did he just get his ankles broke? Because like, that's like saying like Nick Vigil, when he got his ankles broke by Lamar Jackson, that he had bad effort. Like, some things is just like it happens. You get you get crossed like that really bad. Like it's it's just it's, it's no big. Well, it is a big deal because he won to <laughs> win games. But like you can't blame it on a lack of effort. Like I, I don't know. I, I, some teams gonna take a chance on Vernon Hargrave. He's still young. I mean, twenty sixteen first round pick. You don't just give up on on players like that. Like not that quick. It's crazy. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Kevin White says otherwise. <laughs> Wait, what year? What year was he? Twenty fifteen. Oh man! And you know what's crazy? I need to. I was thinking about this last night. Is that I can't believe that I ever for once thought Kevin White had a better ceiling than Amari Cooper. Because I remember that draft. That draft. I never. Thought I thought that. that I thought. I thought I, see, I thought Amari Cooper had the higher floor. I thought Amari uh, Cooper had the higher floor. But I thought that, you know, because I knew he'd come in NFL ready. And, of course, he had the drops early on, but he had a, a fairly decent rookie season. He took the dip after that. But I thought Kevin White, I was like, this man's explosive. He, he's extremely athletic. He's fast. And you know, playing like- I knew Kevin White was the wrong pick, too. That's crazy. Because I always said Amari Cooper from the jump, they needed to trade up because I knew he was going to go first. But I knew from the jump that Kevin White was not the right pick. Hey, hey, uh, Jake. Who are some what's, players what's that you guys had that you guys missed on in that draft that you drafted Kevin White instead? I just want to hear some. Um, I man, you're jogging my memory. I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up to be honest with you. Um, oh, well, that was a 2015 draft, right? It was 2015 draft, yeah. I'm not sure exactly. All right, you 20. guys took Kevin White at number seven. Yeah. Well, you know what? They might actually be pretty lucky. Because these are the preceding picks after that. You had okay. Vic Beasley to Atlanta. Oh, you had God. Eric Jones to New York. Oh, Todd Gurley. Terrible. Trey Waynes. Terrible. Danny Shelton. Who's okay, but Danny Shelton's not worth the first round pick. But Danny yeah. okay, though. Uh, Andrews Pete, who's pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Parker, who's finally having a breakout year, oddly enough. But whatever. Uh, Still ass. Yeah, right. Yeah. I know. Melvin Gordon, eh. Yeah. Uh, Bears yeah. drove him out of town already, so let's just ignore that one. Yeah. Kevin Johnson, which I don't know what happened to him. He Eric was a first rounder for the Texans, and then all of a sudden he just like died. Yeah. Yep. Wait a minute. Didn't he actually have? Uh, 
No, I, I don't think he actually had chest. I feel like one of them actually had like chest to heart problems. I had to think about that for a second. I don't know. But um, the only pick over here that you guys probably would have really missed out on was Marcus Peters. But if you remember, they got kicked off the team in Washington. Yeah, and so he was in talent. He was easily the best cornerback in the draft. Easily. I remember that. My, I still have. He was. But he got into arguments with the coaches because you remember Steve Sarkeesian. I want to say Steve Sarkeesian had been the one that had recruited him, but then Chris Peterson took over. That shit didn't last long at all. So he got his ass up out of here. So he slid. Casey took a chance on him. 2015 was pretty much a weak draft. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at these picks and I'm like, wow, this is really awful. Gross. Perriman, oh. Tomlinson, Philip Dorsett, Demarius Randall, Stephen, Stephen Anthony, Nelson fucking Aguilar. Yo, oh, Stephon Anthony was low key, probably one of the best linebackers that like were in college football of that yeah, year. Out. And he mm-hmm. was he was actually projected to do really well in the NBA, and I don't know what happened. He, he had or a nice year in New Orleans. I, he had a nice year in New Orleans, I think, and then it just went downhill. Is he in Miami now? I think. Is or he still in it? Shane Ray. Oh my god. Shane Ray was nice out of Missouri, man. Edge rusher. I want to. Yeah, I know he got. I know he got. He got into legal trouble, and he's like, yeah, he slipped back, and it's like, wow, they yeah. may, they may have done us some justice because. Now you guys want to know what the real truth is. Well, Most Missouri defensive ends are just overrated. Let's, let's, let's just, just keep it a buck. I mean, you take off Alden Smith. There have been a lot of guys that come out of Missouri uh, as defensive edge players. And you know what? It, and I'm not even going to get into the semantics of it, but I'm just going to throw his name out there Michael as well. Michael Harris, Michael, SEC Defensive Player of the Year, Michael Sam. And there's a couple more names that just slip in my mind right now. But Missouri's had some defensive line players that have eh, – I want to say Sheldon Richardson might have actually – he was a good one. Sheldon Richardson was a good one, but yeah. nah, I don't trust none of them. They all some bounds <laughs> to me. Man, it's crazy. Wait, it's did you guys – did we make our picks up in this game yet? What were the teams? I mean the Saints, yeah. I got the Bucks. I got the Bucks. This is a perfect time for the Bucks to catch them too. I'm gonna take the Bucks too. Fuck it. Mm. Although, although, whenever I pick against the Saints, I end up being very wrong. So we'll see. But I'm taking the Bucks. I think I took the Bucks the last time too, and it didn't pan out. But lost touchdown. But you know they split with them every year since 2015. So I'm hoping the trend continues. Yeah, agreed. 100. percent Our next matchup: we have the Jets at the Redskins. Yeah. The battle of the dumpster fires. Um, I don't How do we? Uh, can we just skip that? Like that's disrespectful to even get into that. Man, I'm, I'm since I'm an Ohio State fan, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pick the Redskins. I want Dwayne Haskins to su- succeed, and I think this is a, this is a great chance for him to get his first win. I mean, career. you got this man Jamal Adams out here playing bully ball. Hell no, I'm taking the Jets. I'm sorry. <laughs> Man, he, he bullied Daniel Jones out of the ball. That was no, crazy. He, he he bullied Saquon Barkley first, who, a.k.a., might be one of the worst pass-protecting running backs in the league, if not the worst. Just going to throw that out there. He's a tremendous player, but he cannot pass-protect, and it's a liability, and he keeps getting Daniel Jones killed. He yeah. has been getting killed this year when he plays because of that shit. That's not the first time that happened. And to be honest, Jake, you remember that play from the uh, Chicago-Minnesota game where old buddy uh, basically just bullied Dalvin Cook, drove him back, and then sacked yeah, Kirk Cousins? Nick, Nick Krakowski. 
Yeah, this, this is what Saquon, this is what happens to him. And you know what? It's on film, and it's going to keep happening to you guys. So you guys pay attention to that moving That's forward. That's a funny, funny little stat about Nick Krakowski because, uh, you know, how Danny Trevathan broke his arm and, you know, his elbow on Sunday. Uh, he's actually filled in in two games. He filled in the Vikings game, you know, where he bulldozed Dalvin Cook, and he filled in uh, for Danny Trevathan in this Lions game. And each of those games, uh, nine tackles a sack. So... Jesus. Pretty good, a uh, pretty good replacement for Dan Trevathan so far. So nine, t- nine tackles in a sack in each of his two appearances. So whole time he's better than Danny Trevathan. Yeah. Right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But it yeah, I, I'm take the Jets in this one. It's a ugly game. I don't give me the Jets. I don't want to give Washington any credit for anything. Yeah, I'm not picking them for another game the rest of the season, guys. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not picking them. Wow. And, and that's not a, I don't, that doesn't. That's not X's and O's to me. That's just the notice. I always say Washington. I don't say the team name. It's just kind of like fuck y'all. I'm good. I'm good. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Whole franchise is a joke. I'm no just hopeful. picking them. I'm just hopeful because I want Has to Haskins to succeed. But yeah, I, I can totally see the Jets like accidentally blowing them out by like thirty. Or some crazy shit. For all you people that gamble, you got too don't, much don't touch this chip. game. I might, I might, <laughs> I might. But for all you gamblers, please, I, I, I pray you. Like people say that I have a gambling problem, and I would say it as well. But people that bet on games like this are the ones with the really, really, really huge problem. Because like, I don't know how you can sit your time and put this on one of your parlays, like. That's that's a game I'm just not gonna waste my time on. Because you it's take crazy. the under on what whatever the under is, I take it. Well, that. But I'm talking about t- picking a side, like picking a team. Like Washington, surprisingly, is one and a half point favorites in this game. I I would not touch this game because Vegas, Vegas oh, yeah, cheats. And, and exactly, just, you know what's what's funny? I was listening to uh, Mike Lombardi's uh, podcast, and he was basically saying, you know how these big Vegas uh, places, like the gambling places, like uh, I, well, you know them better than I do, but all them gambling places, yeah. this is how they afford them big ass casinos and buildings because they set you guys up for games like this. Yeah, I not I, yeah, I, I wouldn't take the Redskins as a favorite. I mean. No offense to Dwayne Haskins, but he I want him to succeed. He just hasn't done anything to give me any hint that he can play quarterback in the NFL. No offense. It looks like he's still got some time to learn. He hasn't done anything to inspire any confidence. And you know what's also funny? The Redskins have had three of the fastest games this decade alone since Bill Callahan <laughs> has taken over. And that's all because that's all they do is run the ball. Yeah. It's like I'm still I'm still tripping off um the I think it was the Dolphins not the Dolphins game one of them games I think it might it was no the uh I know the Vikings game was shorter so I think that one might have been like two and a half hours two hours thirty nine minutes yeah like that is for a football game so like yeah, I'm, I'm I'm all the way with it this game well, hopefully we don't see them on primetime anymore this season though but hey their games go by quickly and their fans can't really be mad at that but yeah fuck. for sure for sure. Next matchup, we have the red-hot Atlanta Falcons against the Carolina Panthers. Maybe I need to stop being so sarcastic with these. Man, these games suck again. (laughs) I'm trying to gas them up. Yeah, no, no, it's not. It's doing good justice. It's about to get a little better. Don't worry. Let me just go with Carolina. I mean, the Falcons got lucky. Are you picking the Falcons? Because every time I'm not you picking the Falcons, you're so wrong. Though. 
I'm not picking the Falcons, but that wasn't lucky. They just kicked their butt. That's all that was. A, a lucky win is maybe a touchdown or a field goal. They 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 kicked their butt. They dominated. Yeah. And they I don't think that six was six sacks. Like that that's it, it was a fluke. It was a fluke. It, you say fluke, but keep in mind this is a robbery. Like this just yeah. you, division yeah, game. That was that's their Super Bowl, so they probably came out hot as hell for that. You you think you're joking? No, that really was their Super Bowl. Oh no, I'm not, I'm dead serious. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> they literally want them dead. That's the same thing with Green Bay and Chicago. Like Green Bay and Chicago a couple years ago on Thanksgiving, the Bears had a terrible record and they beat Green Bay on Thanksgiving night. I celebrated like I just won the like literally the Super Bowl. I was like, literally so happy because it's Green Bay. I get I it. Totally get it. Um, man. No, I'm going with the Panthers. I can't. I can't. I can't pick. I can't even convince myself to pick the Falcons. Oh, I'm, I'm taking the Panthers too. This Remember, is every time we picked the Falcons this year, we all got burned. We need to learn our lesson. Don't don't go back into our old habits. Just remember when we all picked them again, like confidently picked them. Confidently, in this Arizona, team ends up two and eight, and then they end year. up fucking losing by like a a missed extra point. Like that's crazy. But you know what? Whatever. Um, yeah, it's a week for Christian McCaffrey to strengthen his MVP resume again. Or oh, for sure. His MVP contending resume. You know, he yeah. won't win if he's in the combo, so. Yeah, and one of the things, the funny things about, well, I didn't say it's funny, but Carolina can be run on, but the fact of the matter is they don't have Devontae Adams and Edo Smith is on IR. So I don't expect Brian Hill to come out and run for like 150 yards and three touchdowns or anything close to that, but. Yeah, give me the Panthers. Ah, and now we have our next matchup, probably game of the week. The Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. Anybody can go. I'll go on this one. I'll go on this one. <clears throat> so, this is going to be phenomenal football because the last time we got a Deshaun Watson versus a premier QB matchup was Deshaun yep. Watson and Patrick Mahomes, and that lived up to the hype. And then you have Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady, and that lived up to the hype. Um, so I don't expect anything less from this game with two of the most elite quarterbacks the NFL has to offer at this time. Um, two really good teams, two really good offenses, two really phenomenal quarterbacks, and it's just going to be all-around good football. Um, but as far as the matchup goes, the Ravens, the Ravens just have a different feel to them right now. Am I wrong? Like, they just, you know, when the Ravens, like, you know, back in the day, you know, when you associate Ravens with defense, you'd associate them with Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, you know, like guys like Terrell Suggs. When you think of the Ravens now, Lamar Jackson is their identity. Like, this team is, like, it's just different. It's just different. I think that's the third time they put up 40-plus this year. Um, that's pretty good. That's pretty good offense, if you ask me. So, but Houston, man, Houston's a really good team too. Deshaun Watson is just as good, if not better, than Lamar Jackson. Uh, maybe not this year, but overall, obviously. But I think it just comes down to the team that's hotter right now and the team that's you know kind of clicking. And uh, for that reason, I'm I'm going to go with Baltimore this week. I think Baltimore is going to keep it rolling. They're seven and two. They really have a tough schedule coming up, so they need to they need to get a couple of these wins and uh, definitely secure their spot. Okay. All right. On the flip side, I'm just going to keep it a buck with you. I'm going to take the Texans for the sole reason that Deshaun Watson rises to the occasion when it matters. And I'm not telling – look, this is, a, this is an important matchup for multiple reasons. I know these guys are both in the AFC. I get that. I understand that, you know, 
home field advantage on the horizon. And honestly, Jake, I don't think the Houston Texans are a great team. I think Deshaun Watson is what's great. I think that he's what's going to keep Bill O'Brien employed for much longer than what he should, especially since they don't have a GM. The owner like Jason died Garrett. Of the franchise. Yeah. yeah, so it's like the, the, the owner of the franchise just died. Like a little Wasn't while the owner of the franchise like, like super racist and made those comments about like them being prison inmates or whatever? Is that? Yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. that's him. Okay, I thought so. Yeah, so, like, there's nobody basically there to fire the man. So, like, he's going to keep this man employed longer than he should, and he's going to have to continue to get kicked in the face and throw touchdowns every week to save everybody's ass. But I'm going to say it once again this week, too, because these are arguably the five best quarterbacks in the NFL this season are all black, and you got two of the premier ones right here. And like you said, even bigger than that, Deshaun Watson has risen to the occasion for every big game that he's ever had to play from college to uh, the NFL. And this is just going to continue. You know, we had the, like Jake said, we had the premier quarterback matchup of the season thus far with him and Patrick Mahomes. And even with the refs trying to, you know, I won't say cheat for Patrick Mahomes, but giving the Chiefs some favors, yeah. he still made it happen. He still made it work and he looked damn good doing it. You know, and, and these guys are stringing some wins together, and he's just leading them. He's got the whole team on his back, man. He is Houston, so I'm riding with him. I know I know the, the Ravens look good. I know they've been hot, but I, I trust Deshaun, man. Deshaun's constantly like this, so. Man, I'm really excited for this game. The last time – you know, it's funny. When Jay was saying the last time we got – I thought he was going to say last time we got Lamar Jackson versus uh, Deshaun Watson, but – Last time we got Lamar Jackson versus Deshaun Watson, it was this game should be Sunday Night Football. By the way, just oh, it should. I I was I've been saying this for weeks. I don't know why it wasn't. Yeah, disrespectful. But last time we got Lamar Jackson versus Deshaun Watson, it was Clemson versus Louisville, and it was forty-two to thirty-six. I know it was college, but their games have definitely translated to the NFL, and. I think Deshaun Watson is going to get the best of Lamar Jackson in this matchup yet again. Um, I do think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I don't know what the amount of total amount of points is, but I would take the, the over, 100% take the over. Um, it's just I don't think either one of these teams can necessarily stop each other. Um, it's, I think it's going to come down to whoever has the ball last. Deshaun Watson, I would say, is the more clutch quarterback in this situation. So... This game can very well mean a lot as far as, like, who takes control or who makes the big leap forward in the not only, you know, AFC playoff race, but in the MVP race. Because Deshaun Watson can definitely catapult into one of the top two positions as far as the MVP race if he's able to win this game in a big matchup at Baltimore. Like, that would be a really signature moment for him as far as this season goes. And I think he can do it. So. I'm going to pick the Texans. Um, our next matchup, wow, they're already playing again. What the hell? Uh, we have the Cardinals at the 49ers, which we just had like a week uh, well, and a half Two weeks ago. ago. It was yeah. on Halloween, actually. Yeah, it's crazy. But I think, oh, I, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm going San Fran. I'm, I'm not even. I'm going gonna to go with the 49ers. I mean, they didn't even really lose that bad last night. You know, they, they didn't lose in a convincing fashion. I still think this team, you know, is still capable of winning. Jimmy G is obviously kind of like a weak spot at this moment. But it's the Cardinals. And I know, you know the Cardinals had a good game against the Bucs, whatever. But, like, the 49ers are going to win those games at the end of the day because these are the type of games that you can't afford to lose. They're going to come out motivated. It's a division rival. 
I mean, it's at it's at San Francisco as well because the last game was in Arizona. I don't think the Cardinals are going to go on the road and get this type of win. Wow, San Fran are twelve point favorites. There you go. Yeah, because this game, yeah, I'm taking the 49ers as well. I think the Cardinals had their best chance when they were at home, and they played them pretty closely. And, and I read also, I read a, it was too, yeah, and I also read a great article that basically just kind of broke down how they gave them fits, and I think they're going to clean that up some. So I I do like that Kyler, once again, man, Kyler's really good. He's been playing yeah. like, he's been getting better each week and it's continuing and even something like him throwing an interception this past week it was like his first one in a basically i don't know what like 170 something past attempts something like that like he's yeah he's playing good efficient football you know and now it's not just the volume of passes he's been throwing touchdowns as well as of late too so i, I just would take notes man getting better every week that's such a nice thing to think about a young qb <laughs> progressing Oof. yo Chris, who Chris snitched Kirk, it crazy Bro, no, I, I want to know who snitched and told the media or who, who snitched the ESPN and told folks that Mitch was trying to turn off the TVs Probably just a reporter. Hall. Probably just a reporter there or something. Yeah, players that's probably not, don't care that's, about that's that. That's not a really good look. Yeah, like, that's not really something a player would say. Like, that's probably pretty stupid, so. I don't know. Alshon Jeffrey seems to be a pretty good. Uh, well, Alshon Jeffrey's uh, a snitch, so. Bro, you know what's funny? So, I know this is a total side note. I won't talk too long about it, but. There's this player uh used to play for South Carolina, Tory. I think it was uh, Tory Gurley. And him and Alshon got into it on Twitter a few weeks ago. And I, and this man just happened to bring up uh man being a snitch and just the, the, the subtle shots he was throwing at him because it, it's just funny because everybody knows it. Even the former teammates from him, they call him the same thing too. So, I mean, your, your reputation easily precedes yourself. Alshon's oh, still yeah. my guy, though. Still yeah, my guy. He, he's my guy. But he's a snitch. He is. He is 100. Yeah. That's the guy that um Lane, Lane Kiffin told him if he didn't come to Southern California, he'd be back home pumping gas. I will oh, never forget what that. The fuck. That's correct. Facts. Facts. Look that up because he chose South Carolina over Southern Cal. He's from a small town here in South Carolina, but he was a beast back in high school. And Lane Kiffin tried to recruit him, and when he told him, he was like, "Hey, if you don't come here, hey, your football career is going to end up you being back home pumping gas." So, Jesus. Some shit, Lane, Lane like Kevin. and look at him at F- at Florida Atlantic. <laughs> like that's crazy, but yeah. Uh, Rika, Rika, side note: the heater up twenty. Geez, I, I told you they would they would smash Detroit. It wouldn't yeah. be even be a contest. Yeah, should have bet tonight, but whatever. Anyways, <laughs> save your money, son. Christmas save coming. Save my up. money. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Until this weekend. Anyways, um, we have. Oh man. Bengals at the Raiders. I'm not spending much time. Raiders. Raiders. Six and four Raiders at, at, at that crazy. Remember how the Bears got clowned for losing to the Raiders with a backup quarterback in London at two days of rest? Now the Raiders are six and four, so they're really not that bad of a team. Yeah, the loss doesn't even look as bad now. Like, Yeah. It's crazy. Try telling people the Raiders aren't as bad as we think. Josh Jacobs is a dog. I, I, I keep saying it. I said episode two or three, I said – they they're not going to be some crazy like super nine and seven team though. It's definitely I can pretty see solid. them sneaking into the back end of the playoffs. I did say that, so I'm glad it's coming into fruition. I love it. So, yeah. so they can throw the Raiders so they can lose six straight real quick. But uh, I know I'm I'm slowly becoming a believer of John Gruden though. Slowly, 
Slowly but surely. Oh, I am. I, I've already apologized. Football hasn't passed him. He can still call some plays. So, hey, I'm, I'm a believer again. He just can't yeah. put together a defense. That's, I noticed that's his thing. He took over one in Tampa Bay, and he also let the – he basically let it go to hell. So, <laughs> he can't yeah. run a defense, but he can coach offense. So, yeah. yeah. And now we have another – I don't know if it's a big matchup. It could be. I don't know. But Super Bowl rematch, not of last year, but the year before. Patriots at the Eagles. I'll let you guys go first. I'm not. No, 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 no. I want you to go first. Why? Because you're an Eagles fan. But why? Mm. I think you're nervous. Ah, uh, yeah. I, oh, of course, I'm nervous. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm nervous about this game. Um, you know, I'll go first. Fine. That's what um, I want. Yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear what you have to say about this because it's a Super Bowl matchup. So this is what I went for. Let me just start by the fact that I watched so many Super Bowl highlights. I know it's not going to translate to this game at all because, for one, it's a different starting quarterback for the Eagles in this matchup. But Is this a 1 o'clock game? Uh, nah, no. 425. Okay, I was going to say, this is it America's Game of the Week or CBS? Or? It's uh, CBS. Yeah, so, so CBS so should have Tony the double Robo. headers. Yeah, Tony, Tony Robo is going to be the one commentating. So That's not bad. I like that. Yeah, he's good. I like Tony Romo. I'm glad it's not Sunday night as well as next next week. Like I, I love the fact that they moved it to 1 p.m. because we play like pussies on on Sunday night. But anyway, the Bears can't wait. As far as this matchup goes, um, as great as the Patriots' record is, I also want to thank the Cleveland Browns, because I think they somewhat created the foundation of how to beat the New England Patriots. I don't think that they necessarily showed any flaws on the defensive side of the ball until they played the Browns. And while that scoreboard indicated that it was a big win for the Patriots, we've seen a game in which Nick Chubb was able to run the ball really effectively. And you've seen the next week they played the they played the Ravens. They were able to run the ball really effectively. And I know Carson Wentz is not Lamar Jackson. I, nobody's Lamar Jackson as far as, like, speed and able to run down the field as quick as, as Lamar Jackson does. And he's like a, a, a running back that can really play quarterback really well. Um, but in this case, it's funny because the Eagles, I'm not going to say their quote-unquote identity is running the ball, but that's when what's been the most effective, especially since Deshaun Jackson's been out and they don't have a deep threat necessarily. Um, what's going to be funny and interesting is where Stephon Gilmore is going to be matched up against. I would put my money on it being him matched up being against Hurts. Um, so any yeah. other matchup, I'm not going to say it's favorable, but those are the places I would look. Belichick is always going to look to take the best player out of the equation, and Ertz is the best wide receiving option in this case. Um, but I do think that this is going to be a really big game as far as our offensive line. Uh, I'm also happy Brandon Brooks got his extension. He's the highest-paid guard in the league right now, well-deserved, hasn't allowed a sack since 2016, in which he was with the Texans at that time. So that's that's amazing. Um, but I, I think this is a game in which the Eagles can run the ball on – the Patriots and flipping sides. I honestly am not like scared of the Patriots on the offensive side of the ball. 
Uh, when they had Gronk, of course, I was looking at the Super Bowl, and of course, Gronk is just a matchup nightmare. I don't think they necessarily have some type of net matchup nightmare, which is like, oh man, the Eagles are going to be overwhelmed. And also, one thing I want to mention too is that we've seen the Eagles' woes throughout the season on the defensive side of the ball, but as Jalen Mills has come back, silently, like the defense has been playing a lot better. There's there's still been some blown coverages. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like that hasn't been the case in some situations, but the defense is, as a unit has played a lot better. I know they've only played the Bills and they only played the Bears, but still, they did what they needed to do against – it is what it is, starting quarterbacks in the NFL. So that's a step in the right direction. Tom Brady obviously is like eons ahead of both of them, ahead of Mitch Trubisky and Josh Allen. But just the fact that the Patriots don't really have anybody who scares me on offense now uh, – I do believe Julian Elliman is going to get a lot of targets, but I feel like the Eagles are, they're always, they've always been the team that they'll let you get all the other stuff. But as, as when you get in the red zone, they pretty much lock down and, and they're a really good red zone defense. Um, for all those reasons, I hope you guys didn't think I was actually going to pick the Patriots. I did pick the bills. I did pick the bills the last time. Um, well, I'm not saying the last time, but I did pick the bills this season against the Eagles, but I just have a feeling that the Eagles are going to win this game. Um, I also want to mention that Eagles usually, aside from the, you know, the Dallas game, against teams where it seems they're, like, significant underdogs. I'm not saying, like, Vegas has them as a significant underdog, but I was I see your like, point the, here. The wide, majority, the wide majority would pick the Patriots to win this game. It is what yeah. it is. And, like, I can't say I blame them because it's just look how the seasons has played out and Patriots only have one loss, that being to the Ravens. But Doug Peterson has been really good at winning games in which nobody, like, sees coming at all. Um, a situation that I believe is similar, like, this week is going to be similar to, is the Green Bay game. Like, I don't think anybody expected us to go into Green Bay and win that game. Like, it just happened. It just some things just happen the way it does, and it, it just, it's not necessarily a sole reason why it happens. And I think this is going to be another one of those games in which I don't necessarily have a, a set in stone reason why they're going to win this game. I just feel like they're going to go out and win this game. So, um, as far as the score prediction goes, uh, I'm I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna say 27-24 Eagles. That's that's my score prediction. For this game, uh, I'll pick you guys. Yeah, so I think I think you're right on actually because I know like on paper, obviously it's the Patriots, obviously it's the Eagles. You know, you look at the Patriots; they are they're a one-loss team. They only lost to Lamar Jackson in Baltimore on the road, so obviously this team is still pretty dangerous because they have Tom Brady at the helm. Um, but I think you're right on with that. Is that when the Patriots? I'm sorry, when the Eagles, like, you know, backs are against the wall and they're facing teams that they seem to be overmatched with, they perform well. You saw it against Green Bay. Like that Green Bay game was a make or break. And they came out and they went into Lambeau and they won the game undermanned. Like that's that's big. That's the type of games that the Eagles teams win. Um and like you said, I don't think there's I don't think there's a glaring like I guess disadvantage for the Eagles and the Patriots, you know, besides, you know, the secondary and Tom Brady, but like as far as matchup problems, like there is no Gronk anymore. You know, there is no guy that really like presents that big of an issue for the Eagles. So I don't think their secondary with, you know, man-to-man coverage is really going to be as bad as we think because 
there is no Gronk, you know, there is no Josh Gordon, there is really no one. I mean, Julian Edelman, but Julian Edelman is, you know, a 5'10 midget in the slot. Like, what's he going to do besides run, you know, drag routes, crossing routes, you know, nothing. He's really not going to make that big of an impact. Um, so if you focus on him, I think really they can be fine on offense. But with that being said, um, hmm. <laughs> this is not the type of game the Patriots lose. Like it may, it, it, may be the, it, it may be the game the Eagles, you know, possibly win. But this isn't the type of game that the Patriots lose. So, um, now, I don't get me wrong. I think it's going to be close. I truly do. But I just don't think – I don't think the Eagles are going to win on Sunday. Okay. I think the Patriots win. That's fair. That's 100% fair. I get it. Well, and no disrespect because I really do think it will be close. And I thought your points were very valid with the whole matchup point. And, you know, they don't really have, like, a big glaring issue besides, you know, Tom Brady versus the secondary. But other than that, I mean, I don't know. I don't really see much dominance. So yeah, I think I think it would be a close game. I I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles do win, but for like pick'em purposes, I think I think the Patriots win. You know, I ain't gonna lie. I I, I wanted to go first because one, I am picking the Eagles, but I knew Reed wow. was gonna damn to take every single thing that I wanted to <laughs> say, and he sure enough did. So, but I'm a good man. I can think on my feet. So I'm taking the Eagles regardless, and I'll go ahead and tell you now my two keys to the game is going to be, one, turnovers. Eagles, their turnover differential is not very good on the season. The Patriots clearly is. And so Tom Brady will give you the ball. He's done it plenty of times this season, just some teams haven't capitalized on it. Now, which leads me into my second point, James White. James White versus the linebackers. I believe Nigel Bradham is questionable. Right now, I'm not sure about his health if he'll play Sunday. I think you know better than I will. I, I, I think he'll be he'll be back for this game. I think he'll be back. For this all game. right. So let's say for all intents and purposes that he's back this game. James White, the last two times he's played you guys in the Super Bowl and going back to 2015, he he he, he he's a, he's he's done great. You know, as a as a pass catching running back, not just out of the backfield, but also running routes against you guys. And so I think yeah. that matchup would definitely be really key to me. And you know. I never thought that I would have to put a cape on for this man, but I got to push back against something that Jake just said is that Julian Edelman, uh, I know that he's a midget. And he's, he's a good I know midget, that He's a good midget, man. And it's like he's, he's smart. And it's like that's the thing with not just Brady, but when you have that quarterback wide receiver duo. Now, mind you, I just spent a better part of the last five, six, seven years watching – I think the greatest quarterback wide receiver duo in Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown, and I understand that when a wide receiver and a, uh, a quarterback on the same page, they do damage. And that's what Julian Edelman does. He knows how to kill zones. And even these few routes that he runs, I mean, he and we, and we know, like, you catch this man off the slide, he'll hit you with a wheel route. Of course he'll burn you on a drag, run a slant, deep post, dig routes. It's like he he – he does anything. His only problem issue is that he's just older. You know, he's been in the league for 10 years. He's had injuries, you know. We know that he had to take the PEDs to try to keep up with the younger guys. It, it didn't really work, but you still won the Super Bowl and all that shit out of it. So, yeah, I, I'm going to take the Eagles regardless. I, I do think that they found something with running the ball. I do think these are games that they love to get up for. And I kind of – I want to believe that Doug Peterson might just be able to be the coach to get Bill Belichick's number. And I'm going to put some faith in that and hope that it's going to be one of those rare occasions that 
he just gets it. He he understands it, you know. And I know uh I maybe this is the one game that it works out for Schwartz to just continually send all these blitzes. <laughs> Not send all yeah. these blitzes, but <laughs> yeah, well, send all these blitzes. I think this might be the game to do it because Brady hates pressure. Brady hates pressure the same way golf hates pressure. And we know how golf looks when you get it. But you just gotta be, if you're gonna do it, commit to it. To me, yeah. I wouldn't even pretend to show stuff. I would I wouldn't do none of that pre-snap. Yeah. Brady, Don't do that, that. this ver- this version of Tom Brady is what's killing people pre-snap. You know, he might not have all the arm strength and physical talent that he did years ago, but he's still smart enough to be like, oh, you appear, you line up here. I know you're gonna go right here. And also, you know, if you're gonna run some plays. The plays that work don't dip in that well too much because he'll figure it out, you know. Yeah. If if you blitz from the left and you get him, don't try to blitz from the left like two times on that same drive again. Like, yeah, save it yeah. to maybe for the fourth quarter or something, though. But I like the Eagles in this one. Okay. I'm glad I got somebody by my side. Jake was – Oh, shut up. <laughs> shut up. I picked the Eagles plenty. You don't pick the <laughs> yeah. Bears much, so. Yeah, I do. <laughs> That's funny because I'm actually going to pick the Bears to beat them, so the, the Rams them, yeah. in this game, which is the, actually the next game on the slate. I'm picking the Bears. I already people know I I'm, I'm not high on the Rams. I'm not high on Jared Goff. I would say. Are you high on the Bears? I'm not high on the I'm not high on the Bears either. But okay, the Fair. the Rams are just like I, I feel like the the Bears have the better defense and golf as, as much as Mitch. Has, now keep in mind we're down great. we're down like four starters now. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter. As long as you put pressure on golf, he's gonna die. Anyways, um, that's the as, thing. We don't get pressure to anyone no more. Yeah, it'll work. This Dang, offense, the, the Rams. Rams. The Rams offensive line is awful. The Rams. It is, and is, they're hurt. They're hurt yeah. too. They're they really just hurt. lost their center for the season. Uh, one of their guards is hurt. I don't know. Yeah. He's ruled out for Sunday. Game. Yeah, Brandon yeah. Cooks is out, and, and they, that offense relies on the big threat. Like the, the I said, big threat, the deep threat. Like that's why they've been so stagnant. Like as long as Jared Goff has everything in place, oh, he's gonna look great. He, well, I'm not gonna say great, but he's gonna look fine. But as soon as you take one of those out of the equation. It's not going to look very good. I don't care what defense you go against. If you're missing anybody, if something isn't up to par, he's not going to look really good. And being that, also adding the fact that the offensive line isn't healthy, this isn't necessarily a recipe for a win for the Rams. Um, and also, what I was going to say is, as much as Mr. Bisky hasn't been playing up to par, Mitch also doesn't turn the ball over very much. Derek Goff actually does turn the ball over, and I think he'll do it a number of times on Sunday. Just as he did last year. I know the Bears defense isn't as scary as it was last year, but I don't think that matters against Jared Goff. It doesn't. So give me the Bears. It's gonna be an ugly game, by the way. It's gonna be somewhere along the lines of the Steelers versus Rams this past Sunday. Um, I think it's gonna be like 17 to 14, 20 to 13, 20 to 14, something like like that. But I'm taking the I'm taking the Bears. I don't have any reason to pick the Rams, to be fairly honest with you. You know what? I I was literally just going to pick the Rams, but you know what? I'm going to renege on that pick just off the simple fact that last week, Jake, I told you that the Chicago Bears are going to go on a little mini win, a uh, little mini win streak. Define me. Give you guys hope. Four games. You win in November and then lose everything in that. December. <laughs> I, I really, I really, I really. <laughs> that's why I feel like. I, that's why I'm saying like I feel like you guys are about to get false hope, and you know what? I, I'm here for it because. 
here not no offense, no offense to it, but I just I, I enjoy it every season because kind of like the Giants used to do that. Like, you remember how like the Giants would like go zero and three, and then they be four and three, and then they lose two games, and they do good again, and they choke in the big moments. Same thing yeah. with the San Diego Chargers. Like nine times out of ten, they they always like I remember they start off with like zero and zero and four, one and five, and then they win like seven straight games, and then they lose every other important game that matters. This is this is what certain teams do, and I just feel like this is a good situation and it's good for tv also i mean yeah. the same way that you know like i just mentioned how espn and all these guys tore at mitch for like uh wanting to have the tvs cut off at uh hallis there's just like i just i, I love it. it it creates for good content man they're gonna yeah. give you guys false hope win a few games we're black we're, we're back in the playoff race and you know there's a good chance the vikings might lose sunday i know not sunday uh they're gonna start they might lose i, I just i feel i still feel like the vikings and the seahawks aren't going to be the wild card teams i i i, I strongly feel that way hey, and i just that is interesting wow but i'm telling me i don't I, i'm the nfc is so tight i think there's going to be a shakeup. There's going to be a shakeup, and not, I'm not a psychic. I can't tell you guys which team is just deep in my soul. I understand football. I love the NFL. I just feel like there's going to be a shakeup in the playoffs moving. I mean, as far as like seeding wise moving forward. And I think Are the somebody, Bears a part of that shakeup? You're losing every game in December. Remember. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. <laughs> Enjoy so, I, I guess this, this podcast just turned to just like bullying. I don't know. Like, this is a lot of bullying I'm witnessing. Well, you did hear what he said initially. So, I mean, like, hey, you got to walk into that one. Hey, hey, look, Jake, just know that all the karma that you put out about the Cowboys, don't y'all play in December, right? Yeah, we do. Oh, <laughs> and the, the football guys have listened. <laughs> and they're paying for Jake with a few wins in November. Oh my God! If the Bears beat the Cowboys, I'm I'm the whole podcast is dedicated to slander. Whole hey, two, whole two hours. Not only that, I'm gonna I'm gonna personally I'm gonna personally I want I, I want my friends, my Cowboys friends, anybody online. I will I will make sure they listen to that podcast too. If the Bears, uh, yes, Jake, oh, Jake it's gonna be great. Now, it's a Thursday Jake, night game though, so that kind of sucks. Hey, if we got to do an emergency Thursday night podcast, I don't care. I'm fine with it. And look, oh, Jake, I'm fine with it too. Jake gets the host. He gets to come onto the podcast. Welcome to the Moving the Chains podcast, the Bears edition. I'm all <laughs> man. You talk, you you talk your shit if it happens, man, and I'm here for it. But you know what? Until you guys still gonna lose every game in December. What are you gonna probably finish <laughs> seven and nine? Which I guess is well, gonna the Cowboys game is in December. So, oh yeah. You're losing every game. You get what I'm saying now, right? Uh, <laughs> look, wow. Yo, what's wrong with y'all, man? He just, he just sets me up to be crushed. Oh, it's just like Chicago? my sports team. That game is at Chicago. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. That's going to be yeah. really good. A great game. It's going to be good. <sighs> that's going to hurt my That's going to hurt my soul that night. Like, if Cowboys fans defeat me, like, man. Wait, I I can't. Do why that. haven't you picked though. your own game right now? Your pick, though, bro. Yeah, oh, no, like yeah, I forgot. Uh, I forgot I like football. Um, so regarding Sunday night, the last time the Bears faced the Rams, obviously it was also a Sunday night matchup, and it was in Chicago, and that was when the Rams were absolutely the best team in the NFC, hands down. They came in eleven and one, and the Bears came in eight and three, and the Bears made a statement. 
um, with, you know, the best defense in the league. This team and the other team is not the same team from 2018. These are not the same teams. Um, but I do, I do like the fact that I wouldn't say we're evenly matched, but I think the Bears match up well against the Rams, especially given the injuries, because they don't have to deal with Brendan Cooks. The offensive line is, you know, pretty battered. Jared Goff has been pretty bad this season. So Mitch has been pretty bad this season. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty even as far as that goes. Um, I truly don't believe in home field advantage in L.A. because every team, every road team's fans travel well in L.A. and it's never predominantly Rams fans, like ever. Yep. Um, so I don't really believe in that. It's just a matter of fact of it comes down to execution. That's all this team is because if you look at a lot of teams that have had good seasons – you know, you look at them and you're like, oh, you know, they only won, you know, X amount of games because they had this guy or, you know, they had this quarterback. Because the encouraging thing is for Bears fans is that our regression isn't because we lost personnel. I mean, yeah, we lost Amos, we lost Bryce Callahan, but those are really, you I mean, you clearly see it now. Those are two players that have been minimized outside of the Chicago Bears defense. You know, you don't even hear those guys' names. Bryce Callahan has been injured yet again. Amos has been almost silent in Green Bay. Um but it, it simply comes down to the fact that we're not executing. We're not making the throws, you know, playing good defense, you know, things that can be fixable. I mean, these are the type of things that, like, we have to fix if we want to have, like, you know, any type of success. Because if you fix it going down the road, like, you're going to be okay. Because it's not coming down to, like, you're you're just not short a guy or, you know, you're just – you don't have the talent. You don't have the players. Because we do have the players. We went 12-4 and four last year. It's just a matter of fact of execution. So – I just don't know what Mitch Trubisky we're going to get on Sunday, but I will say this. I know I know it was against the Lions, and it's not about his statistics, and it's not about what he did. It's about how he did it. He was confident. His body language was good. He's stepping up in the pocket and acting like a grown NFL quarterback. He wasn't shying away. He wasn't, you know, he, he made good reads. He wasn't panicking. He did really good things against the Lions, you know, and I know that's people are going to say it's just the Lions, but at the end of the day, it's an NFL defense. There's grown men. There's grown talent. There's really good players on the other side of the ball. And he's making those reads and he's making the throws. And most importantly, he's, he's playing the part. He, he looked like an NFL quarterback on Sunday, which is good. And that's encouraging because the Rams defense is really not that, is not that good. Um, so I think the Bears have a shot on Sunday. I really do, you know, because of the way they're matched up. And I think going forward, I think the Bears, I don't know if they put it behind them, but Matt Nagy looks pretty good play calling, you know, on Sunday. You know, he, he had a nice balance of run, pass. Mitch, Mitch, Mitch looked pretty good. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the Bears on Sunday night. I'm going to pick the Bears solely because I think they match up well with the Rams, especially given their injury situation. And I think Mitch looks a little more confident. And I think that's the number one thing as a professional athlete and especially a quarterback in the NFL, you know, for a city like Chicago, it's all confidence. If your confidence is shot and you don't believe in yourself and your team, you know, is not believing in you and the media is tearing you apart, you simply don't have anything. But, you know, his team is not tearing him apart. You see guys on social media all the time posting pictures, you know, with Mitch, you know, post like Alan Robinson today posted a picture with, you know, him and Mitch in the huddle and said, like, we're all we got, like. You know, they're not giving up on this. Like, the fans may have, the coaching staff may have, but, like, the players, they're, they're still rocking with this guy, and you can kind of tell. And that's definitely brought his confidence up a lot because if everyone gives up on you and you have no one in that locker room to turn to, 
you're really lost and you can kind of tell that's what happened, you know, in those four losses, but winning cures everything. And uh, for this Sunday, at least I think, I think the bears can come on on top on Sunday. I think they can get it just enough done to uh, win and escape LA with a win and get to five and five. Okay. Also, I would definitely pick the bears plus seven in this game. I don't have no idea why the Rams are uh, plus now favorites, but whatever. Um, Monday night, an intriguing matchup, actually. The Chiefs really? at the, to me, it is. To me, it is. Chiefs, Chiefs at Mexico City. Oh, they? Mexico yeah. City, right? Mahomes, Mahomes is going to have five touchdowns. I'm, I'm telling hey, you right now. Mahomes is having it, five touchdowns. Let me throw this out here real quick. I like. What'd you say? Oh, go ahead. My bad. What'd you say, uh, Reek? I yeah. said, will it, will, it, will it matter like Sunday? Like last Sunday? Yeah, because he's facing the worst defense, of course. Titans, uh, t- Titans defense isn't really terrible, so. Look, I lost and, a- and the Chargers offense sucks, so let's be real. Uh, do you know how bad the Chiefs defense is? Do you That's realize what I'm saying. Like, the, the Titans just put up 30-plus points? The Titans well, put they, up it was, it was all Derrick Henry. Really? Derrick Henry had Derrick like Henry. All, But Derrick Henry was the one that, you know, pretty much kept that game going. He had 200 rushing yards, damn near two touchdowns. Melvin so, Gordon is, is 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 the last couple of weeks has been playing actually well. Has Philip Rivers? No, no, he doesn't play well. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It doesn't he, matter, right? Well, the, the well, QB is going to take you are, as far you as taking, you go. Are, I'm are taking you the Chiefs. Are you kidding me? I'm no, no, taking no, no, the Chiefs. No, 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 no. Are, are you taking current Ryan Tannehill over current Philip Rivers? At this very second, where we stand on November twelfth, yes. Yeah. Right now, yes. Mm. Right now, like if I had if I had to say like go win a game, obviously I'm gonna go Philip Rivers. But like, who's playing better, and who would I rather want? Given you know, based off their stats and based off the way they played, I mean Ryan Tannehill's played a lot better. You know, I, I'm gonna be honest. I'm I'm picking the Chargers in this game. Um, you bastard! I, I'm picking the Chargers. I mean, even last year, I think. I think the Chargers won this game last year in L.A. Um, I think that was the one that uh, – no, 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 no. I think – Wasn't it a game when it touched the Mex- down? The Mexico conversion? City the Mexico City game was the Chiefs-Rams last year. Yeah, I'm, I'm not talking about that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That, right, was that, right. that was that one Monday night game, 54-51, one of the best games ever. Well, I, I just meant that, you know, the Chargers split. I oh, split yeah. Last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know, man. Like, the Chargers, the Chiefs are set up to where, like, Mahomes will get all the MVP awards, and that's fine and all, but I don't necessarily know if they'll be able to, like, get over the hump the way that they play. Because the way that they play is that defense plays terrible, no running game, Mahomes go out there and be Superman. And while it's fine in the regular season, after a while it's going to add up, and in the playoffs, that's not going to work. Um. I think this is going to be one of the games in which it's not going to work as well. Uh, I'm not going to say the Chiefs are going to, like, hit this massive losing streak or anything like that. But I will say the Chargers are known for, like, being this weird team that all of a sudden plays well after, like, playing like shit the previous week. It, it is what it is. Um, this also being a neutral location probably helps the Chargers as well. Um I have no – I can't say I have no reason to um, 
I have no reason to not pick against the Chargers. I have no reason to not pick the Chargers, but in the same sense, like the Chiefs, I mean, you just seen what happened on Sunday. Like, we can't sit here and pretend like the Titans are some like perennial like playoff contenders, and because you're a five that and five team yeah, with a they, lot more balance and a lot more order than the Chargers, and they're not, at home. By, by how much though? A lot. I I, I don't think the gap I'd is that much. Rather have the Titans than the Chargers. No, it is. It is. What happened in the? Didn't they play? And it came down to uh, Melvin Gordon fumbling at the one yard line. Like this, it's not a significant gap to me between these two teams. I I really believe the Chargers can win this game. Um, Look, I'm I'm going to go ahead and throw my pick out there too. Um, the Chargers are going to win this game, and one thing that you guys have both overlooked. One thing wait. that you guys haven't you've overlooked about this game is that the Chiefs' offensive line is not good right now. Mitchell Schwartz got hurt. His backup man got hurt. They have a problem right now on that offensive line, and now you're telling me you got Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa come into town. Well, not your town, but a town. The town that you guys are playing football together. So you got these guys coming into town, and I saw some stats that showed me that when they rush from the same side, they're even more unstoppable. So if you're telling me that, okay, so if Mitchell Schwartz is hurt and we got his backup in, which I still don't think Eric Fisher has played football in a while, you guys, he's been hurt too. These are all some important things. And I know – I know Patrick Mahomes came in and he looked great last week, but you're telling me Patrick Mahomes got to overcome an inconsistent running game. He's got to overcome a bad offensive line, a defense that can't, they, I don't know, they can't get cold. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, he's, he's amazing, but he shouldn't have to do all of this. He should. He and I understand that the Chargers, they have their weak spots as well. They should send him to Chicago. You know, he deserves he, he deserves a defense. And Chicago a doesn't deserve. Look, Jake. Chicago look, had the chance to draft you, so there's that. No, we're not putting Patrick Mahomes through that, all right? It, it is Chicago. It is not, And they do have a chance. No, forget that. We're not even playing. the Bears had Mahomes, what do you mean? That'd be a Super Bowl winner. Easy. No, if the Bears had Mahomes, he, I don't know. Rex Mahomes or some shit. I don't no, know. No, no, Patrick no, 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 no. Look, Chicago has a way of ruining quarterbacks. I think Mr. Trubisky is just bad. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad pick. Of course. Well, okay, of yeah, course Chicago, it was. Chicago just had bad luck with quarterbacks. I, I, I don't think Mahomes would have went there and been terrible, but at the same sense, I don't think Mahomes would have played at the level that he has playing now. Well, no, because he's not in Andy Reid's system. Yeah. He sat behind Alex Smith, but I yeah. still think he would have been good. A lot better than Mitch. Uh, I wouldn't say a lot better, but a lot better. better than Mitch Trubisky. A lot, mm. significantly. I mean, even if he's better, you guys still wouldn't be winning nothing because it's Chicago. You're something about I don't know, and I'm not even trying to be funny. It's just something about Chicago. It's just the I don't know. don't win. Hey, Jay Cutler was hurt, and he didn't want to play in that second half. Right? That's that's all I can go back and think of, and you know, he's a, he's a loser. Jordan really ruined Chicago. He like, did. the 90s was great, but I think because that they won six rings in the 90s, like, the sports guys were like, you yeah, know, like, 90s sports guys have very much the, the government. The, the government have, doesn't want it. Well, the Bears have one Super Bowl, and you know what? It might, Bowl, it might be one of the greatest Super Bowl teams of all time, but you know what? As far as people talking about their overall dominance, they couldn't sustain it for more than, what, three seasons just as a team altogether. And that's a whole other argument. I'm not even going to go down that path. But I just feel like there's a lot of overrated NFL franchises. And because the Chicago has the history, wow. I understand. 
But, you know, I just that I think about football in my lifetime. Once again, I'm 26. I think about football since 1992 and the Bears have had their moments. But it always seems like the same story. We have no, a really good team. really. Trust me, I know. And, <laughs> and if you're telling me that, let, let's be real, that uh, that one season with Jim Harbaugh was probably still their best shot, and I think what they lost to the Steelers in the AFC. No, what is that thing? I don't know. I don't know. Y'all not Oh, oh I, I fucked up just now. Wrong thing. But they did. Uh, he, he played for the Colts. He played for the Colts. That's a whole other thing. But he did play for you guys in the 90s, right? Harbaugh, right? And he was – He I think he had – Steady success. I ain't gonna say a lot of success, but he has steady success. But it just hasn't been too good for you guys. And I just feel I do feel like the Bears are overrated. I just don't get excited about it. It's like when I see NFC East primetime matchups normally. Like you know how like the, the, the Cowboys and the Giants would always start off the season on Sunday night football and I always be disappointed by that. Because like it's just certain teams that I just get yeah. disappointed by the Ravens have never really been good in my lifetime. My bad for saying that word. They've never really been that good in my lifetime. I don't know, like Jets them too and I always hear about the history of these teams and it's just like what does history mean I don't care what you got in the 50s I don't care about Iron Mike Ditka in the 1960s don't none of that have nothing to do with nothing right now all right but yet we keep getting but they just got to open up you know the NFL 100 season like I'm sorry to be going in on your team right now Jake but I'm just like it's just the allure of football if you look at college football a school like Notre Dame who hasn't you know they got most of their championships when um uh, folks were still like World War II was like after post World War II type of things, and you know they won, yeah. uh, they won title in the late eighties, and yet we still supposed to care about Notre Dame now. And I just get tired of all these old, the old names getting all the love still in two thousand nineteen. Like I don't do anything, man. I mean, you just don't. And that was my little mini football end of the day. I'm sorry. That's the second one of the day. Yeah, Jake, you just go sit there and take that. Come Man, on, at, the, at the end of the day, like, I mean, I can't, I can't argue. I mean, the Bears, the Bears have been like a cursed organization besides, besides like really the Blackhawks. I mean, Chicago sports in general has just been awful. The, the Cubs finally got one. They got one championship. Who cares? After a hundred and I do. Years, I'm a Cubs fan. Uh, I care. A hundred and eight years, bro. A hundred and eight. Like it was worth one, it. one does not matter. It was, it was I, worth the wait. Now for the Bears, the Bears need it. The Bears need it. I need it. I need it to survive. To be the honest, the Bears with you. might not get one for like another fifty years. Hey, please shut up. <laughs> I can say this because the Eagles finally got one, <laughs> but the Bears, like, I don't know, man. With the way they're tra- like, tra- tra- if they win the Super like, Bowl this year, I'm like literally tattooing my whole body. I, I would get uh, a Bears tattoo if they won the Super Bowl. I would promise. eat my foot. I would eat my foot promise? if they won the Super Bowl. Promise. All right, so you have to get a prosthetic foot if the Bears win the Super Bowls here. Okay, that's an easy oh. bet. Oh my God, I can't wait. You're not limping around. I tell you what, right now, if the Bears win the Super Bowl, what if they get to the Super Bowl? Bowl? If they get to nigga, if they get to the playoffs, I'm telling you what, there'll be no more moving the chains podcast. We're gonna switch over to like I don't know, stopping the zone podcast. We're gonna talk about the NBA from now on. I will have no interest oh. in talking about the NFL anymore. I will be in such disbelief because one, Rick won't have a foot anymore. So nine times out of ten, because he already <laughs> ate his foot, probably won't be able to do the podcast without him anymore because he ate his foot. Jake, I don't know. You probably might have a heart attack from being so happy. Like, oh, look, my God. I would I- sprint to Chicago. I'm literally three hours from <laughs> Chicago. I probably would sprint all the way there. <laughs> Off the freeways. 
with a bottle of like Jack and champagne in my hand, just spraying it on cars <laughs> passing by until I was either hit or passed out or die. Either way, if the Bears ever win the Super Bowl, just look out for my safety, check in on me, because like, I'm I'm going to act a fool. I'm going to act a fool if the Bears ever win a Super Bowl. I 100% didn't know what to do with myself when we won the Super Bowl. I'm but, telling uh, you right now, it's I, I've never tasted that feeling, because I've had all my major sports teams win multiple championships, but yeah. the Bears haven't won one. So this is the one that's eluded me. I've had the Cardinals win multiple. I've had the Blackhawks win three. I've had the Heat win three in my lifetime. Like I've never seen a Bears Super Bowl. None of my real, none of my favorite teams have won a, a championship since I've been able to legally drink. So I'm really disappointed. It's been about ten years for the Steelers. It's oh, been about eight years, nine years for the Lakers. Um, Gamecocks. I guess our best thing was finishing number four in the polls, and I, I got pretty lit for that. But um, I just I, I'm looking forward to the day that I can look at my team win a, an NBA Finals or a Super Bowl. I mean, the, the Pirates are never going to do anything. Just I just accept that the Penguins. That's cool, but it's hockey. I mean, nobody cares. It's just cool to say, but nobody cares, you know. So yeah, I'm trying to think about my lifetime. I know Miami has won three since. Yeah, because Wade won one, and then. When Wade and LeBron got together, they won two. Um, when Wade, LeBron, and Chris Bosh, dare forget his name. Chris Bosh also. Chris Bosh, yes. Chris Bosh, too. I've... And the great Mario Chalmers. Oh, Mario Chalmers. Ray yes, sir. I, I can name it. everyone from that roster to, to oh, keep it buck with you. Norris Cole. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Norris Cole. <laughs> Dexter Never Pittman mind. and Mike Miller and fucking LeBron Rish- and Bosh and Rish- Al. Lewis. Richard Lewis, oh my god, dude. Man. Man is right. That I miss those. Birdman. Birdman, yeah. Birdman. Yeah, that team was just not equipped to like without LeBron, like without a big three being there. Oh my god, that team is maybe winning like five games. Four games. (laughs) (laughs) Four and seventy-eight. So horrible. It was literally. It had zero depth. It had zero. 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 Because we had no money to go around. Oh, we forgot Shane Battier. Oh, how can I say, bro? That's my goat. He started game one against OKC. Dropped in twenty-one points. The only game we lost that series. We swept them (laughs) after that. Whole time he was bad luck. That's good. Nah, he dropped twenty one. He was cold. Nah, nah, he was cold, and he had really good defense. Yeah, he just had a big ass head. Yeah, for sure. The way he played defense was annoying too. But he was on my team. I'm glad he's on my team. So I was like, all right, I'd hate you if you're on any other team. But thank God you're not. Yeah. Um. Let's see. The Eagles won one. The Cubs won one. Uh. Ohio State has won. I think they won two. Since I've been alive, I know they won um, a few years ago against Bama, right? No, they didn't Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State beat. I don't Oregon. think they. Uh, no, they won. They, they won because they. Uh, I know they upset Alabama. Wasn't it the year of Zeke? Yeah, Wasn't Zeke and Cardell Jones. So 2015s. I don't know. Yeah, who, I don't know yeah they, they beat. They beat Oregon. It was Oregon. Yeah. It was Oregon because it was Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Wow. Um. Duke is one of a few. Duke is one of a few. Yeah. This man's a Duke fan in the podcast. In the podcast. Well, let's hold on. Hold on. Wait. What's what's this? Don't hate. It's Duke. It's like the Patriots of college basketball. Nah. I, I, what? 
not as North Carolina. No, Coach nah, K is nah, you're right. synonymous to Bill Belichick. Stop. You know, you know what? You're right. But yeah, I know I'm right. The hate for Duke is not the same. I don't think it's close to the hate for the Patriots. No, not at all. No. Patriots hate is like on a totally different level. Like, of course, always I, hate them. I, I get the Duke hate though, because they get all the big recruits. They win a lot. It gets annoying. It does. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, but yeah, that, that definitely the Super Bowl win was probably the biggest in my life. Plus, I was like, I was nineteen, nineteen. I'm talking like it was a while ago. It was just last year. Literally last year they won the Super Bowl, 2018, in February. But, um, yeah. Damn, I was 19? No. That has to be wrong. There's no way. No, what are you now? I was 20. I was 20. I'm sorry. You say you're 22 20. now? Yeah, I'm 22. Yeah, no, that was two years ago. But, uh, yeah. Do we have anything else to add? Not really, man. Not really. Not really. Solid week of football. Really good week of football. Oh, shit. Week 10 was definitely the best. Yeah. What? Yo! Kentucky lost? Whoa, 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 whoa. So who? Kentucky lost to Evansville. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Illinois, Indiana, Evansville, what? Bro, it's, it's, I swear to God, it's just Evansville. What the fuck? Oh my! Was it God. was it at Evansville? They're probably going stupid. No, bro. It was it. Kentucky was at home. Imagine betting a lot of money on that game. Ooh, you know what's crazy? Do you know what's maybe I got saved by losing my parlays yesterday because you were you were gonna put Kentucky on tonight. I was gonna pick Kentucky and I was gonna pick Duke. I wonder how Duke is doing right now. That is hilarious. That's fucking Man. crazy. They really lost to Evansville. Dude, Xavier is tied with Missouri. What the fuck is going on? Duke, they did their job. They beat the hell out of Central Arkansas by 51. So. In other news, the Cavs are at five on the Sixers. <laughs> what is going fourth, on? Fourth, fourth quarter. Yo, I'm actually about to tune into some college basketball because Oregon and Memphis is about to play. Yeah, I'm about to watch this rest of the Heat game and catch these college basketball games. I'm about to get out of here. Yeah, all right, man. I'll see you. Yes, sir. Dane, yes, sir. Dane's laptop died, so that's why he's obviously not talking right now. He, All right. Well, yeah. fuck, fuck the Steelers. Oh, I'm wow. Saying that now while I can't. You know he's going to hear this still. Right? No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. He is. He Edit is. it out. Edit well, it out. I'll, I'll, I'll try my best. Maybe not. But we'll see. That's um, fine. He, he doesn't have to. I, I hope he hears it. That'll do it for. <laughs> what is wrong with you? That'll do it for episode eighteen. Uh, we'll be back with episode 19. Time is flying. We appreciate all the support that you guys are giving. We're going to keep giving you content as much as we can. Don't worry. After the NFL season ends, the content won't stop. We'll keep going. If we have to transition into another sport, we, we will. It doesn't matter. We're going to keep this content coming. We yes, love, sir. We love the support. We love giving you guys content. And um, keep spreading the word. Just keep making sure that you get people to follow at underscore MTC podcast. Um, spread it on Facebook. Put it on your Instagram story. It doesn't matter. Uh, we would love the growth. We are growing as of right now, too. I mean, 150 followers isn't a lot, necessarily. But starting For a podcast, podcast page, account from the ground pretty good. Up, yeah. It's amazing. 
It's amazing. made that I made so. that September, late September, and then yeah, already 150, I mean, and that's pretty good for a podcast case because we don't really like tweet, you know, anything like besides our podcast stuff. So that's yeah. solely because of our podcast content. So that's uh, that's pretty good. It's it's awesome. It's 100 percent awesome. Also, gotta take time. I want to appreciate Dane because as much the highlights that he puts out on Sunday, it's amazing. Like I watch. Yeah, I could never do that because I'm watching the Heat game and stuff. I could never go get those highlights. I'm too busy tweeting and being stressed. Like as long as the Eagles are on, there's no way I'm 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 going. I'm taking my time out and like taking video yeah, clips no. from other I'm games. I'm too busy. I'm too busy being I, stressed over the Bears. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't yeah. do it, but big props to him. Big Absolutely. props to him. I mean, big props to us as well. I mean, we have to pat ourselves on the back as well. We give as much content as we can. Behind-the-scenes stuff that we do is amazing, and, you know, this, this, this all all this work isn't gonna going to nothing. No. Nah. going to and most importantly, it's, it's fun. I enjoy yeah. doing it. Like, I don't, this, this isn't work to me. Like, talking football and breaking down highlights and looking up stats and watching Agreed. film for hours every night. Like, that's not, that's not work to me. People are like, ask me all the time. They're like, is that, isn't that get boring? Like, you're just watching highlights and reading stats and looking up stuff. Like, no, because I love, F- I love football. Football never gets boring. I, I love it. Anybody so, could. Exactly. Exactly. Football. I'll never get bored of this. If football was year round, I would love it. That's yeah. why I'm happy the XFL is coming up. Because at least it'll be some football still on TV after the NFL is over. But yeah, yeah man. But enough for the mushy stuff. <laughs> That'll do it for episode 18. We'll be back with 19 on Sunday. Appreciate you guys listening. We'll see you then. Peace. Yes, sir. We'll see you guys on Sunday.